0: talk
1: live. And we're back, 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 back. You could go back, 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 back to the snack bar. Admiral snack bar? <laughs> it's a tarp. <laughs>
2: It is Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this Sunday night edition. Uh, The telephone number. We're a call-in live radio talk program.
1: Nationally syndicated.
2: We're on 180-ish radio stations. Uh, We're on the internet streaming in so many places. I can't even tell you. Uh, you can go freetalklive.com, dot com, fm, uh, Studio eight four two four rebroadcasts us all the time. Odyssey, uh, Odyssey. We're on Twitch. We're on Vaughn. We're on, I don't even know. How YouTube. Many things. I believe we're on YouTube again. Yes, our, and we're our, back. Our, our our strikes have been uh, <laughs> have fallen off. They they gave us some strikes apparently, <laughs> and we were almost close to getting canceled right. by Striking YouTube. Out. But like apparently they have some weird timing thing where like the strikes fall off. I don't know. Whatever. So I guess we're on there again. I think we streamed at to Facebook too still. Wow. Uh there's a bunch of like I don't even know. Like it, it we're prolific, that's all I'm saying. So Incredible. Incredible. if you want to call and join us, the telephone number you need is six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Again six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Captain's log star date one zero one five two zero two three in the studio tonight, it is myself, the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. And joining me tonight, Steve Classic. Uh, playing the part of Nikki Sunshine will be Dead Air. <laughs> <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had some other someone else lined up but they're ill as well so we just said ah, yeah yeah I Me and a classic would be the dynamic duo tonight, that's right. right call in so am i batman and you're robin or are you batman and i, I don't
1: know, don't know. I'm it reminds sure. me of that meme <laughs> whatever whatever you say no <laughs> no no so call in now you control yeah. the show well please well we have some good stories uh,
2: we we do we re- we have too many we're not going to get to all of them of course but we have some real some real winners
1: if you will uh, uh, classic, how you been, man? I've been, I'm well, yeah? I'm well, yeah, I'm doing well. You sound well. I am well, I, yeah, well, I'm in the second yeah. chair, I sound better, I think.
2: You're the, the only man I'm aware of that, uh, has his own solar system.
1: Uh, no, I utilize the solar system <laughs> that we already have, uh, yeah, it's fun living off grid.
2: A man so prolific, he has his own solar system. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, a little bit of solar is better than He's just like, a general. As a matter of fact, the world does revolve around me. <laughs> As soon as I put the solar panels up, it's been cloudy for two days. Well, of course, yeah. right? That's <laughs> like you wash your car and it rains exactly. ten
3: minutes
2: later.
1: Right?
0: Of exactly. Course, right? Yep, yep.
2: Um, uh, there was something. I feel like I'm missing something else. We did the, uh, we did the thing. We did the the, the the captain's log. We did the names. We did uh, uh,
1: amplifiers. Uh, no, that's well, too early in the show. Too early for that. Uh, Phone number.
2: Yeah, I did that. All right, let's dive right in. All right, let's go. (laughs) Uh, This from (laughs) Uh,
1: RT.com. RT? RT? Uh, Yes. Is that Russia Today? It is. Oh. Yeah, I know. You're really taking your chances. Like, I belong to their... Disinformation.
2: I belong to their Telegram group. And, like, I haven't been able to access it since COVID. Because, like, if you try, it says, this account is blah, 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 blah. Disinformation. Something, like, illegal. I don't know. It makes... Yeah, it sounds all, (laughs) you know. But, like, uh, I think... Somebody told me if you fire up a VPN for a country outside of the U.S., oh, right, right. That then, Ukraine, you, that then you can access uh, the Washington, RT, yeah. you
1: know, Telegram or oh, whatever. So. so that's how we're able to get this.
2: No, actually, RT.com is available just on a web browser on a desktop. Oh, really? Uh,
1: it's just their Telegram group. Oh, is, the Telegram yeah, group. Right, right, right. Yeah. So this is complete disinformation. Go ahead, Captain. Read it. I don't know how complete it is. All right. Well, <laughs>
2: we'll, we'll see how good the writers are. <laughs> um, authorities arrest fake lawyer.
1: All right, right off the bat, I don't like the word authorities. Yeah, right. Authorities. Like, you know, officials. Yeah. I don't like
2: that word either. Yeah. Men with guns in yeah. costumes. Authorities. Authorities arrest fake lawyer who won 26 cases. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's got a good track record. They, have a, they have a
2: picture of this guy, and, you know, he's wearing, like, one of these old tiny black robes with, like, the white hair, wow. you know, uh, He looks like an old or judge whatever. or something yeah, yeah. like that, yeah. Uh, the guy's name is Brian Mwenda. He reportedly claimed that his record makes him a genius. A student posing as a high court lawyer has been arrested in Kenya after winning dozens of cases. <laughs> the man has reportedly demanded he be admitted to the bar despite being uncovered as a fraud. Wow. Yeah. Before his recent arrest, Brian Mwenda argued 26 cases before high court judges, magistrates, and court of appeal judges. The Facts East Africa social media page reported on Thursday, adding that he won all 26 of his cases.
1: He's 26 and zero?
2: He has a 100% win rate. Wow. Supposedly. Well, you can't have him. You
1: can't have him in the system.
2: Oh, of course not. Uh. Hence the uh, the authorities arresting him. (laughs) Right. Exactly. The authorities have to win. You're too good at winning cases in our courts, and
1: we can't have right. any of that crap. He, he needs a permit. He needs a piece of paper that says that he's a lawyer. Right. So he has to pay his yearly dues. Yeah, join right. the bar or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. Not just go to a bar. Like
2: <laughs> join. join the bar. Yeah. Does, I wonder if, like, there has to be some, like... You know, area, some some place where like there's a courthouse nearby and there's a bar that's called the Bar, the bar. or the Bar Association right, or something, right? right? You know, yeah. so like these lawyers could be like, sorry, honey, I'll be home late. I've got a meeting at, at the, the Bar, bar Association. <laughs> the bar, yeah. the
1: bar. He's not lying. Yeah. Yeah, the Bar
2: Association needs to meet with me for some reason. So yeah. <laughs> I'll be there late. Yeah. The Law Society of Kenya confirmed on Friday that Brian Mwenda assumed the identity of of a real lawyer named Brian Melinda in August of 2022 using the real advocate's details to register himself as a member of the bar. It's not clear if like his name is also Brian Melinda or if he assumed that name. Uh, so, so far thumbs down on the writer's ability to clear that up. Well, it could be up. a common name in case. Maybe, perhaps. His ruse was discovered when he attempted to sign in to the LSK database in September, with an incorrect email address, the LSK said, I don't know what the LSK is. Probably the, oh, Law Society of Kenya. Got it. Oh. The, asked, bar. The, the bar. The yeah. bar, <laughs> The Kenyan bar. Moenda asked the society's IT department for help logging in, prompting the department to check his credentials against those of the real Moenda. Will the real Moenda please stand up? Please check stand his credentials. Up? When the mismatch was discovered, LSK staff alerted police who launched a manhunt. Wow. For the phony attorney. <laughs> what, if, what if he's a got to represent hunts. himself? <laughs> you would think so. <laughs> right? With oh, his track record, hit, right, right? Why wouldn't you? You're right. I would if I were him. Just, they'll, they'll
1: dismiss it because he's not a real lawyer. They'll get <laughs> throw the whole thing out.
2: Sorry, you're not qualified. Oh, right. really? My 26 <laughs> wins would say otherwise. They're right. <laughs> Mwenda's current situation is unclear. Facts East Africa reported him as arrested on Thursday while the LSK statement called for his immediate arrest, implying he is still free. Maybe there is two Brian Moendas. Yeah. Uh, in a further twist. There's a further twist. Ooh. A man claiming to be Mwenda made a series of posts on Twitter on Saturday, explaining that he hacked into a website for lawyers and added my picture to make it seem <laughs> like I'm a certified lawyer. Huh. So he... Does he have somebody working with him that's helping him by hacking into stuff, or is this a totally unrelated person trying to also impersonate a lawyer?
1: It sounds like RT disinformation. I don't know.
2: Yeah, you know, could be. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Russia is all about <laughs> disinforming. You know, legal stuff yeah. in Kenya. Right, right, right. And I'm sure yeah. they have motive.
1: They've got know. channels there, I guess. I don't know.
2: Uh, I'm just rereading this to make sure I understand it. Okay. It's
1: probably translated from Russian. It probably doesn't, uh, uh line up with English.
2: I think they actually write these in English. Oh, wait, this is yeah. RT.com, not Russia Today. Or not usa. because there's a whole different... Oh, right, Yeah, right, there's right. a RTUSA, or there used to be. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I don't, yeah. what, I don't know what's going on. I don't pay attention to Russia. Putin! <laughs> <laughs> I call him Poontang.
1: <laughs> Poontang.
2: Yeah. Uh, there is a uh, uh, a tweet here, and it says, uh, "A few people are speculating, saying I never won cases. I have proof that I've never <laughs> lost a single case. Kenyans should understand papers aren't everything. No law school, but I know and understand the laws. I've read the Constitution. I won fair. Confirm me the honor. Awesome. See, he doesn't he doesn't, do. need, he
1: doesn't need his permit.
2: And he's like he's like wearing
1: a suit. You know, he looks well kempt yeah, Kemp. I mean, I I, I would hire him if he's with his track record. I, I'd hire him here, and he yeah.
2: probably has no idea what U.S. law is <laughs> compared to Kenyan law. "Quote the cases I won should be upheld," he argued. The law wasn't depending on who was representing who. I put up strong arguments, produced evidence, and presented logical reasoning. So far, so yeah, good. So, so far, so good. It's yeah. more than a lot of lawyers do, right? The courts should test my knowledge of law and admit me to the bar, he wrote. Winning 26 cases without stepping into law school makes me a genius. Kenya has many professional lawyers who've never won any case in a court of law or who can't stand in the dock and defend a
1: case. Huh. Interesting. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter as long as, you know, they get their permit fee. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's. It doesn't matter.
2: He's making it sound like the cases he won are going to have to like be retried or thrown out Ooh. or whatever because because he's not you know he didn't pay the fee he didn't you right, know, right. get the license or whatever. The LSK has taken a dim view of Moindis' scam, however. <laughs> dim
1: view. <laughs> like, <laughs> why I don't know. Maybe we don't like this guy because he's not official. He's too good. Yeah, right? yeah. we didn't get our hundred dollars a year. Uh, Whatever. This is like an undrafted free agent,
2: like coming out of nowhere to like all of a sudden become a dominant player in like the NFL or right. something. He never
1: graduated high school. Yeah, you know, he didn't pass college. He
2: didn't even go to college. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, it doesn't yeah.
1: matter now. I I think it used to be that you had to be a college graduate. Yeah. And then I don't know who broke the mold on that. Yeah, I
0: don't know either. Like um,
1: Right from like didn't even finish college, right to the pros. And now they're they're getting them out of high school. Yeah, no, they. I mean, they does really it really? Are. You know, does it really matter? Not really. Yeah. You know, how I, many people uh, ask me for my degree nobody i no one has ever
2: asked me for mine i i like i remember specifically i had both a copy of my ged and a copy of my graduation certificate from music tech and i was going to get some job, some tech job right and i had a one of these leather folders right a couple copies Mm. of my resume in it you know some questions that i had pre-written for the interviewer Right, oh. that kind of a thing, right? Yeah. I'd like to show right. up with these things prepared because mm-hmm. no one else
1: freaking right. does. Yeah, right? the leather you know? leather briefcase that looks
2: good. And so, um, you, know, I had them there, and like they didn't ask for them. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I overprepared. And so, like the next time I went to get a job, I did the same thing, and I had them because I had that same you know leather folder that I brought in, right. you know, and kind of a thing, and like they didn't ask for them either. Mm. Like I could just, I could literally just put something on a resume, like. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a, you know, masters in blah blah blah, right. PhD, or a bachelor's in right. this or what and no one would Esquire, care. You know. They'd interview me and be like, "Oh, that guy is articulate. He seems like he knows what's going right. on." Right, he's here oh, on time. Oh, Hire him. You know, like I this fallacy about these degrees having any impact on you getting a job is just that.
1: But I think a lot of it is if you're doing an online, I mean, you don't put in a resume at a company anymore. You don't go to see the HR department. You have to go through their portal. Right. And, you know, all of those, you know, do you have a college degree? Well, no, but I've got 35 years of experience in your, you know, industry. Right. They may just go, well, not a college graduate. Sorry. Like, boom, right. that automatically well, disqualifies.
2: And, and nowadays they will filter on keywords, too. So if you don't have the right keywords, they, they'll they just disqualify your resume. Right. Even though you might be the most qualified person for the job. Right. Uh, the other thing that happens is, and it's so annoying to people, like, you go ahead and like there's a place for you to upload your resume and it scans it and it looks for keywords and all that kind of stuff and so you do that and then probably a custom cover letter depending on the type of job that you know you're you're trying to get Uh, so you upload a custom cover letter and then once you're done with all that they're like okay now fill out this application (laughs) which is basically duplicating everything that your your resume says right right? you know and then all your work experience and what years and your references and and all that crap and you're like why the hell did you have me upload a resume if you're just gonna make me type this all in Same again? Same stuff. Anyway? All right. It's just the most annoying thing. And they don't care. They don't care how inconvenienced you are. You're the one who wants the job, <laughs> right? So let's see. Let's see the little monkey work for it, right? <laughs>
1: let's see if they if they can get through all this. Um, yeah. can, can you
2: jump through these hoops and do it successfully? All right. right. That's what we want to see. Right. That, and they don't even <laughs> right. care about that. They, like most employers don't even know that's happening on the other end of it, right? Yeah. No one does QA for your employment portal applicants. Right. It's just like uh, some company goes to a company and goes, hey, uh, we have a, a portal screening system we'd like to put in place for you. They're like, sure. And then they put it in place. And like right. no one in the company even knows that it's annoying to all of their applicants.
1: Well, they probably got they went with the lowest bid. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, there, there's a, a large home renovation company mm-hmm. that I've been dealing with building my off grid mm, place. Yes. And their website is terrible. <laughs> they have an orange logo. I won't say who they are, but sure. uh, you go to the phone app. It's terrible. It, it's just awful. And I always say this is the lowest bid. Whoever built that is just it's just terrible. So you know the same thing with the portal. That they, they probably say, hey, you know, go to portal dot com. They'll make it up for like a hundred bucks. And
2: there there is a minor annoyance that I have coming from the Seattle, Washington area moving to New Hampshire, and it's that the is no no no. <laughs> The Seattle area is far more um, up to date with tech. Oh, when it comes well, to consumers dealing with businesses, yeah. I can't tell you how many businesses don't even have a website out here. You can't even go and look up information on them. I've, like I've online.
1: I've called people, like, left messages, text messages. No one returns calls. It's crazy.
2: Well, I don't have like. I've had success with telephone calls, right? You want to call a business and talk to them. About oh, but even thing. their website. But like some places don't even have a website, so if you search for them online, all you're going to find is like some Yelp reviews right. and you know that kind of stuff. Or you know, uh, with restaurants, you might find like some uh, somebody who went there, took some photos, and uploaded it to a couple of sites or right? whatever. Right, right, right. But they don't actually take any. Um, uh, they don't. They have no web presence. Yeah, they don't take any initiative to make a web presence, much less maintain right, one. Right? Even a Facebook page. There's a there's a brand new bar in Keene, New Hampshire. They're trying to be like a nightclub kind of thing. They're having live bands. They're having oh. stand up comedy. They're having. I never bing- heard about bingo it. night. <laughs> they don't have a website. They're, they're called Benders, right? On a wild Bender. They have a Facebook page, oh. but they have no website. Um and there's more than one benders in the New England area. Oh, is it benders with a z? No, b n d r apostrophe S, I believe. Uh, uh possessive? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> benders it belongs place? to bender. A- yeah. <laughs> Whoever to- bender is. Um, but they have no website. You can't go there and find out like you could you, all you can rely on is like if you put it into the G word search engine. It'll yeah. come up and it'll be like, ours are this, right? right? And that's your only clue as to when they open, when they close, yep. right? Um, and unless you're on Facebook, which many people aren't, right, you're not mm-hmm. going to know, hey, Tuesday is comedy night and right. Thursday is piano night or whatever night. whatever they're doing, right? <laughs> whatever the kind of things are. So right. it's weird. Whereas in the Seattle, Washington area, like, that's just the first thing you do. Right. Like, even before you open your doors. If you're
1: a bodega on the corner, you have a
2: yeah, website. You've got a little sandwich shop you're opening in a tiny hallway or whatever. You've got a website before you <laughs> even have the equipment inside to make the sandwiches, right? Right. Just because, and you've got an email address and you've got, you know, all web your presence. stuff. Is in, yeah, you know, yeah, your web presence. You're on top of it. Right. Out here, people are just like, yeah, because, eh. like, there's a whole bunch of people out here that aren't that tech savvy. Right, so they. I or guess just they don't, I don't see know. the value. I, I. I don't know. It. It's. It's weird to me. I bump into it enough for me. It's a minor annoyance. It's not. Right. I, you know. I'm not saying like you move here, like these businesses are web crippled. No, they're not. Like <laughs> they have email addresses and stuff, but like you know, it's just not as popular. Right. Right. Whereas in Seattle, it's expected. Right. If you're a business. Uh, it's expected for you to have... Before you uh, even open. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's expected for you to have either a form on your website that you can email or you know some sort of info at right. whatever, you know, business.com or whatever right. it is. It's expected, whereas you get out here and it's like, it's a luxury.
1: Right. Have yeah. you heard about... I, I don't know. Have you heard about that place? I don't know. Go to their website. I, no. I went to...
2: Uh, uh, when I first bought my place, uh, I needed some trees trimmed and uh, I you know looked around on the internet. Right. Found one company with a website. Really? really? But, like, 15 of them with just, like, a ad and like, the yellow pages and a phone right, number right. and that kind of a the thing. Man, I'm an ad knock like, shopper. That's weird. Like, you know, I, I noticed it, and I was like, right. oh, that's weird. And, like, the longer I, I'm here, the more I notice it, the more I notice that, like, you know, the companies that are doing really well have the web presence, right? But, right. like, the mom and pops, they're like,
1: yeah, you know, whatever, yeah.
2: it's fine. Right. And you know, we don't care so much. So, anyway, the LSK has taken a dim view of the Windows scam. He However, probably
1: doesn't have a website,
2: Probably not. (laughs) The Council of the Law Society recognizes that masqueraders pose a serious threat to the practice of law.
1: (laughs) They'll win every case.
2: And is determined to take decisive action with this issue, it wrote in a statement. So,
1: yeah. Neat. Well, I mean, I'd hire him with that track record. He doesn't even have to have a website. I'd hire him. I'd hire him just to come and learn US law and right.
2: be a you know, an
1: advisor or whatever, right? You know? Maybe we can have hmm. maybe if he's listening, please call. Well, he's probably in jail since the <laughs> authorities have arrested him.
2: Yeah. For not
1: funny. having a license. No, I think what did they arrest him for impersonation? I think it was impersonation. It wasn't about Does the I, law certificate. The man blah blah blah. I don't know, it sounded like he had the same name as someone else, and someone faked that he was actually a lawyer. He said he didn't do it. I don't know.
2: Yeah, it sounds like he had <clears throat> someone uh, hacked the you know, the legal database, it database wasn't him. of lawyers, <laughs> and uh, made it appear as if he were actually the guy he's impersonating. So uh, he's probably better. Story? He's probably better than the guy he's impersonating. Oh. You think? <laughs> Twenty six and zero. I right. mean, that's. That's a pretty good score. That's a a good record. That's a pretty good score. I love that they have the picture of him with the white wig and the robe (laughs) and the little white, uh, it looks like a scarf kind of a thing, you know, all traditional style. Right. Like Uh, Seinfeld, the pirate. Yeah. Shirt. And like, he's wearing a nice pinstripe suit. He's got, uh, looks like a gold bracelet
1: on, on his right hand and a gold watch on the other hand. I mean, if you've won 26 cases, I'm sure you're, you know, rolling in the dough. How do you
2: get paid using somebody else's name though
1: you know uh, what I mean. his like, name is probably in all capital letters and he's uh, doing business like, as something like else.
2: Like, like if i were impersonating you know john smith attorney at law yeah. right and then somebody wrote a check to john smith attorney at law and i was like great thanks
1: how do you how catch, do I it? catch that right you, know? I don't, you have to get the dba doing business as i guess you I, know i just captain's law firm
2: captain's law captain's law start eight wait no that doesn't make sense Uh, yeah this is and the council of law council of the law society recognizes that masqueraders pose a serious threat really well really what are they going to do lose too many (laughs) like win too many cases like how serious of a
1: threat but that's the law society so it sounds like it's a professional organization not the yep. state. Yeah, but this is, is Kenya, Kenya, so yeah, it could be a quasi. It,
2: yeah, it could be just a translation thing. It could be that it is a state uh entity. Yeah. But yeah. Well, hire that guy. <laughs> 603-283-6160. Would you hire somebody to represent you in a court of law that did not pass the bar if they were one hundred percent winning? Give us a call, let us know. It's free talk live. More coming up.
4: This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible, and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their Chainlocks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya Protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash Dash.org.
1: And we're back, and we're back,
2: and we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back, back. and we're back, and we're back. back. It is Free Talk Live, in case you're wondering what the heck you're listening to. If you're just
1: tuning in now.
2: We're a live call-in radio talk program where you can take control of the airwaves by dialing 603-283. Six one six zero again. six zero three two eight three six one six zero three. Six one six zero. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain,
1: and Steve Classic. <laughs> <laughs> My Zora boy. Steve Classic. Steve Classic.
4: <laughs> and Classic. Wait, that's a... Uh,
1: what was the?
2: What was the? The villain's name on Inspector Gadget the cartoon? Uh, I don't know. I'll get you next time, Gadget. <laughs> next time it's claw. always next time it was like the claw or something the i think claw. was yeah, was, I was the villain's name <laughs> it, it, that's also kind of a death metal voice right <laughs> oh, oh like bah. the
1: cookie monster cookie, voice. Cookie, cookie. <laughs> and we're back and we're back <laughs> this hour of free talk live is brought to you
2: by dash i can't do, i can't <laughs> do that it. it's just that this hour of free talk live is brought to you by dash digital cash Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by the Treasury. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. You can start by learning more at Dash.org. And big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. You can visit dash dot org to learn about dash. That's dash dot org. Alright. So normally about this time we would uh do something called our number two story. <laughs> let's see let's see what we have for today, shall we? Is that uh, Mr. Howell? Have you seen Gilligan's my suitcase there? full of money? Lovey, bring <laughs> me the number two story. <laughs> Uh, all right, here we go. It's is from the... Uh, the Post. The NY Post. The New York Compost. <laughs> it's, just, it's also <laughs> so known. Again, that would be a, an apt rename. Former statist... I'm sorry. <laughs> former <laughs> Staten Island Landfill will feature public park with soil replenished by human feces. Wow. It's our number two story. <laughs> it's our number two story. Once again, former Staten Island landfill will feature public park with soil replenished by human feces.
1: Is that where they took all the nine eleven uh, uh, rubble? Didn't they take it to some uh, Staten Island Fish Kills Island? Fresh Kills? I think it was I think it was called Fresh Kills.
2: Well, that's Crazy. I mean, but anyway, that just lends to my mispronunciation of Staten Island. Yeah, Fresh Kills. <laughs> That's soylen, what the state does. The state green. kills. Uh, it's really good at killing. Uh, it's uh, the most prolific murderer in all time, of all of history, bar none, by orders of magnitude. Literally. Right. Like, the state is the largest murderer on planet Earth. The final authority. It is It is responsible for the ending of more lives, not, not even including wars, but including wars. Like, whew, that's, Oh, you know. yeah. But, yeah. It uh, ends more lives uh, just as a condition of its existence than any other individual or group of individuals of all time in all of history around the globe.
1: Even more than the Cervasa sickness.
2: Oh, by orders of magnitude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to our number two story. A portion of the former Fresh Kills landfill. Oh, it is
1: Fresh Kills.
2: In Staten Island has been turned into parkland. And the soil will be replenished by composted human feces flushed from a solar-powered restroom. <laughs> so wait, green energy and brown energy? <laughs> this is not the onion, right? This is, this is nypost.com. Wow. Wait. NY what, compost. What, <laughs> New York compost. compost. Yeah. What color do you get if you mix brown and Green. Uh, it's probably the... It's got to be like that, that pea soup color,
1: right? You know? It's probably the, the logo for the park service or green. something like that. I wonder <laughs> if the logo
2: is just like a big, you know, like the the, the turd emoticon <laughs> right, with the big old right, eyes right, or whatever, right? right? Big smiley eyes. Uh, Mayor Eric Adams heralded the dung-filled development <laughs> during a groundbreaking ceremony at the former home of the world's largest garbage dump. On Is it the world's
1: largest gar- garbage dump? I thought it was Johnson, Rhode Island was the largest, but I could be wrong. I thought
2: Washington D.C. Oh,
1: <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's
2: yeah. Oh, but I I I make <laughs> I make joke. I make joke. The waste from the composting restroom will go back into feeding our soil, Adam said. So, we're going to turn crap into
1: energy. Now, wait, energy? What? Yeah, how are they going to turn it into energy?
2: energy? Yeah. I don't understand that. They're just
1: putting it in the park.
2: Now, like, this isn't necessarily an unprecedented thing. Uh, in my research of, like, homesteading and off-grid stuff, uh, I learned a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, one of the coolest things that I learned was uh, if you have – are you going to have a compost pile at your place? Oh, we have a big compost okay, pile, right. yeah. yeah. So one of the things I learned is uh, you could take yourself a copper coil – Right, and depending on yes. how big your compost pile is, you need to figure out how big your copper coil is going to be. Right. And uh, the copper only needs to be underneath the compost, right? And then you attach a hose to one end or the other. Uh, you put a little solar powered uh, fish pump. tank water pump. Oh, right. And then you can actually just tap into your regular water system if you got a well or something or mm-hmm. whatever's coming into your hot water heater or whatever. Or not? It doesn't even have to come into your hot. It doesn't even have to come in you don't even need a hot water heater the thing is is that if you hook this up to like the radiant flooring you've seen the radiant flooring i have some
1: of that stuff standing by
2: okay so you don't have to pay for your your radiant flooring heat all you need to do is run that water in a closed loop uh, through your flooring and then out to the compost out to the compost coil the compost is as you cooking. know is cooking the entire time so it generates heat just as a condition of existence mm. And it will heat up that water, and then come out the other side via the pump. And if you have a solar powered pump, well, a yeah. big deal, right? And it'll just keep circulating that water, and you basically get free heated flooring. Wow! From a compost pile. So I learned that in just looking into like how do off grid people like use technology to their advantage to do right. stuff, um, and so like free heat, dude.
1: Right. You can right. just put a, a pile of wood chips out there. Wood chips break down. That gets really hot. Yeah. Snow doesn't even, it snow melts right off of wood chips.
2: Yeah. And if you just like, you know, all your food scraps and all that kind of stuff. I right. don't know if you're rolling a compost toilet, but if you are, you can just take all that, put it all on the compost pile. Right. It'll all, it'll do its thing, right? Worms and critters and yeah. stuff will get in there and it'll start decomposing and it'll generate a whole bunch of heat for you
1: all wow. winter long. That's a great idea. You think they're going to do that in uh, New York?
2: No, I don't think no, so. No. But I'm just saying, like the idea of turning crap into energy isn't unprecedented,
1: right? But right. I don't think that's what they're doing here in New York. I think it's just like they're, it. they're just they're just. It's like having a yellow wristband, you know? Like I care more than you. We're doing this for the environment. They're not really doing it for the environment. Adams' quip
2: was met by guffaws from surrounding elected officials, including Representative uh, Nicole. Milo Takis and borough president Vito Facella. this may be a transformation for me. It's a restoration. It's a restoration to what should have been many years ago, Facella said. To the people of Staten Island, it wasn't just a nuisance. It was a disgrace. I assume they're talking about the, the garbage
1: dump. Yeah, maybe. Oh, the garbage dump was a disgrace. So they're turning it into a park right. with the composting toilet.
2: Uh, a solar-powered
1: toilet composting that
2: toilet. Yeah, adds to the replenishment. So
1: the now they have pride in there. Suddenly. <laughs> right.
2: They didn't have any before. No. Like, ah, just dump it over there. Oh, yeah, no, no, Now we've you got a composting area over toilet. here we're not using, dump it there. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. Assemblyman Michael Tenusis recommended another suitable location for the restroom facility that converts crap into useful resources. I just want to tell Mr. Mayor the machine there that turns crap into energy, we could use that in Albany. Uh Tenuse is cracked, <laughs> referring to the state capitol or the legislature great. and the governor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the take line, takeaway line right there.
2: One of my favorite things in the world, and I'm digressing from the, the article for a minute, is uh, when government eats government, right? Right. When government goes against other government in some way, shape or form. So like when politicians are going at each other,
1: I love that. Right. Because somebody's going to lose. When a a public works truck gets a police ticket or gets a parking ticket,
2: (laughs) what? Or gets into an accident like at an intersection (laughs) because it turned left when it wasn't supposed to or whatever. Right. You know, Uh, I don't wish anybody to, you know, any physical harm or anything, but like that's the kind of stuff I like. Or if like one, uh, Department of Government sues another Department of Government right. for not doing or too much doing or whatever. You know, those are the things I like because, right. you know, when an entity such as government begins to eat itself, you know it's on the way out.
1: I couldn't imagine working for the government and then you're paying your taxes to the government to pay you. Right? Doesn't that seem kind of weird?
2: Yeah, well, and then there's all the double dipping too, right? right. You know, you, you pay taxes Union on your dues. income, you pay taxes on your mortgage, you pay taxes on... You know, when you go and buy stuff, right? Not in New a, Hampshire. Well, uh, no, there's some of that. There's like oh, a meals tax. tax, There's a couple of things, right? They, yeah. they really get you hotels. on the... Hotels. Hotels as well. Like, yeah, they, they really right. get you on the land, though. If you buy uh, any property at all, the taxes in New Hampshire are relatively high compared to, you know, the rest compared of the Compared
1: to Connecticut, New Jersey, New well, York?
2: no. Uh, no, but compared to... Arkansas. Wisconsin, yeah. you know, right. South Dakota, North Dakota, stuff yeah, like Florida, that. Florida, right? maybe. I, I, don't know. Th- I don't know, but I, it's probably higher than Florida, yeah. I think. We'll have to ask But Florida, Florida, I
1: think, has, uh, do they have state income tax? They do not have state income tax, but they do have sales tax. Mm, okay. Kahuna, yeah. call in. Give us the update.
2: <laughs> Adam said, uh, back to the story, Adam said the conversion of fresh kills to parkland was an important environmental priority of his administration to bring equity oh. into the working class residents of Staten Island. But... <laughs> Using compost, (laughs) human compost. That's equity for you. Politicians basically saying, we crap on you and your park. (laughs) He called the transformation a, quote, marvel of human ingenuity and engineering, unquote. (laughs) Marvel
1: of engine. Oh,
2: my God. This is like, I mean, compost and turning it into fertilizer, like, that's older than time itself, right? You know, I mean that's but, something, it,
1: but they're doing it for equity. So
2: that's something that it, it it might be a marvel of political BS in that he's talking about it. Fresh Kills sh- stopped accepting garbage in March of two thousand one, after an agreement was struck by then Mayor Giuliani and Governor Pataki. For a brief time, the defunct dump was used to bring remains from the destroyed World Trade Center site following the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks. Now,
1: ironic that they took all that stuff to fresh kills. I mean... On nine eleven, it's so. Suppose
2: as they're cycling through not only the crap but the soil that's there and the rubble and all that stuff, that they're mm-hmm. going to come up with like a couple extra passports that you know they might they might find them. Yeah, in, yeah, you know, in the rubble, like, yeah. you know, a wing or something yeah. of a plane, a fuselage. Yeah. I don't know. You know,
1: and I think they they might find some more passports from the other hijackers <laughs> if they start digging up in the in the debris.
2: Oh look, building seven. How did yeah. I get here? <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> God.
1: The captain continues. He does uh, the
2: 2,200 acre. Fr- it's called Fresh Kills. Uh, it's just unbelievable. They 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 took the 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 World Trade
1: Center <laughs> rubble and, and put, it, put it, it in a place fresh. called Fresh Kills. Exactly. How uh, oh God. how planned is that? I <laughs>
2: uh that's just yeah, just, that's a little on the nose, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, that's Fresh Kills. Yeah. The 2,200-acre 2, Fresh Kills was the last city garbage disposal site to close after opening in 1948. The landfill spanned both sides of the West Shore Expressway, and the putrid smell stretched for miles. <laughs> Are you sure that just wasn't the the waft of the politicians? <laughs> now,
1: Now they're going to have a composting toilet. The stench will go for miles. <laughs> they can't get rid of the stench. Well, and,
2: you know, (laughs) even if they did, the politicians would still be there. The garbage dump was so expansive and prominent that it was captured in images from outer space. Wow. space, space, It's a space dump site. (laughs) (laughs) There's this old, like, science fiction thing where, like, if you just add the word space to something, it makes it sound cooler. (laughs) Like, I'm not talking into a microphone. I'm talking into a space microphone. (laughs)
5: Wow. Uh, Yeah.
2: I'm not sitting in a chair. I'm sitting in a space space chair space free talk live yeah space free talk <laughs> wow free talk live in, in space, space. <laughs> that'd be hilarious anger from staten island residents over the landfill had once propelled the borough secessionist movement yes they want out we covered a thing uh, last night on beard talk live where like there was a guy who bought an island sort of off the you know that area in new york yeah and he seceded really yeah because uh, like he wanted to build a tower, I think it was a, a turbine, a wind turbine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and he wanted to build it a hundred feet tall, and New York was like, "No, Ordinance. forty feet. Otherwise, it might annoy your neighbors."
1: Well, he didn't have any neighbors because exactly. he was on the island, but right? But that
2: was their reasoning. You
1: that could was... build a you could build a tower a hundred stories high. So, so you can't put a wind. So tower. anyway, he
2: went to uh, he went to Connecticut to try and get annexed. Oh. And uh, then the guy he contacted in Connecticut actually helped him uh, secede. Uh, so he doesn't
1: he, belong to the Connecticut or New right? York. Yeah, he became really? his own thing, his yeah. own nation.
2: Yeah. yeah. Wow. He's a, what they call a micro nation now? He's got. Wow. He's got. Uh, he's got his own uh, currency. It's called the the dumpling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of <laughs> ties a, in with fresh kills. It's a it's a, <laughs> it's, del- a, it's a
2: it's a thousand to one exchange rate for the USD. So for every dollar, you get a thousand dumplings. Really, that when you go to his island, wow. yeah, he actually lives in New Hampshire, uh, and works out of Manchester. So, you know,
1: brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Yeah,
2: I found yeah. out I found out about that story from the uh, was it NH Exit or NewHampshireSuccession.com. dot I'm trying to remember which mm. which one of the website, but uh, I'm in one of the chat groups for those guys, and somebody posts, hey, check out this guy, Dean Kamen, K A M E N. Is his name? He's famous for something. He, not not command. K A M E N, Yeah. The helicopter
1: people. Uh no, I don't think they do so. Did the Seeing Eye dogs and all that in Connecticut? N- no, no, that's command.
2: No, no, no. Uh, he invented something, and I can't remember what it is. I I'll have to look mm. it up again. Or you can go listen to Beard Talk Live from last night. Uh, at any rate, uh, the area served as a symbol of the least populated and most conservative borough being mistreated by city hall. Two-thirds of Islanders voted to secede from the Big Apple in 1993, non-binding referendum, but the state legislature refused to pass legislation to consummate the divorce. Hmm. Uh, okay, so politicians, you know, doing pol- political things. Facella, who fought to close the landfill as a councilman in the 1990s, along with then-borough President Guy Molinari, said... The conversion of Fresh Kills to parkland for residents to use is long overdue but welcomed. We were 5% of the city's population. We received 100% of the trash. <laughs> Jeez. Those days are gone, Facilla said. The north section of Fresh Kills Park officially opened Sunday, and other sections will open in phases and will be completed in 2036. <laughs> oh, come on. Wow. speedy Speedy. it's only like a 15 year project yeah Yeah. yep yep turning this crap into a park is going to take us about 15 years right and so that of course means if their projected finish date is 2036 2040 2045 42 something cost overruns it'll go way over budget oh it'll take twice as long right you'll get half the quality (laughs) Yeah. this is how governments work yep the opened 21 acre North Park section of Fresh Kills Park, and they keep the name. Why wouldn't you change it? Yeah. It's going to be a park. To, uh, why would you call it Fresh Kills Park? Well, are you just name, inviting?
1: If they change the name, I think the Staten Island people would be upset. You're it, taking away our. It occurs you know. to me that the politicians working
2: together with, shall we say, nefarious organizations, when they want somebody to disappear, oh, they take them to the park. Fresh Kills. Possibly.
1: Right? Yeah. It's right there out in the open. I mean, right. Soylent Green kind of thing. Well, you want to go? Let's go check out the new composting toilet. Have a seat. I'm not
2: trying to give (laughs) these guys any ideas, but it seems to me they already have them or they would have changed the frickin' name. Uh, The opened uh, 21 acre North Park section of Fresh Kills Park will offer breathtaking views. (laughs) Breathtaking. (laughs) Soul taking (laughs) views. Life taking views. Of the area's hills and waterways, access to the William T. Davis Wildlife Refuge, and opportunities for bird watching. Oh. The project included a series of pedestrian and cycling paths, an overlooked deck, a bird viewing tower, a public parking lot, and a composting restroom that uses no water. When fully operational... (laughs) When this
1: Death Star is fully operational.
2: (laughs) There's a small port, only two and a half inches wide. (laughs) When fully operational, Fresh Kills Park will be the second largest in the city, exceeding Central Park, Pelham Bay Park in the Bronx is the city's largest. Hmm.
1: Well, there you go. Sounds like a 15-minute city to me. It does. In the making.
2: Hey, we have a couple of minutes. Let's uh, go to this guy. It's uh, Scooter in California.
5: It's your boy. It's your boy, the man who will destroy libertarianism.
2: Hey, you should try gargling with a little... uh, with a little bit of, uh, yeah. what do you call it, salt water? Maybe a little honey, some lemon? Might clear up that raspiness in your in your throat.
5: I think my voice is quite manly. Hey, I thought, I thought I'd call in and dispel more libertarian secessionist lies. That North Dumpling Island isn't a valid example of peaceful secession. Hey, Captain, do you have any reading comprehension? That interview was a tongue in cheek interview. There is no loophole to secede. Dean, that Dean Cameron guy used a loophole to get his windmill built, dummy, not to secede.
2: So then how do you explain the uh, Micronation?
5: He is not a Micronation. It was tongue-in-cheek. So his island was zoned as residential, so he needed a permit to build that windmill. But he, the loophole was... If it was residential, his island was entitled to bus, school bus services, and trash pickup. So they backed off the permit.
2: Uh, this from Wikipedia: to... North Dumpling Island is a two-acre island in Fisher Island Sound of the Long Island Sound, one mile off the coast of Connecticut, south of Groton, within the territory oh, of Groton. South o- Groton. Thank you, Long Island, in New York State. The island is about blah 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 blah. blah. Dumpling Island, and is home to North Dumpling Light, which dates from 1859. The island is privately owned by Dean Kamen, inventor of blah, the Segway. Blah.
5: Get blah, to blah, the segway. point where the secession wasn't real. It's there in the wiki. It, he was just doing it as a joke. He, so he, Still, he it was really looking for. So did he succeed he or not? As a joke? Did he succeed or not? Was, did it he hit, was it a successful secession or not? Why do libertarians completely ignore the real bloody history the real bloody case history of uh Why modern do colors like
2: you call in there? with a fake voice that's all raspy and <laughs> spout nonsense? You guys only
5: pay attention to false analogies of secession like North Dumpling Island and Brexit. You delusional libertarians fool yourselves by picking and choosing cases that fit your narrative, so you can fool gullible hippies to relocate to that hellhole. <laughs> Yeah. It's boring.
2: <laughs> you're boring yeah. our audience, pal. You're boring problems. our audience. You're, you're also getting upset yeah. again. I can feel the veins popping out of your forehead right now.
5: Why don't you guys look at the real case history of, of secession? Like the last three modern successful cases of secession.
2: Why don't you look at something yeah. called democide?
5: All predicated on long, bloody civil wars. Why don't you
2: look at something called democide? Do you know what democide yeah, is? Do you know what democide so God, is?
5: And you know what? what hey, I Skeeter. advocate for,
2: All right, here we go. I'm going put them on hold again. <clears throat> All right, Skeeter, look into democide. I don't have to prove to you that secession is a good idea. The only thing I have to say uh, in order to prove that secession is a good idea is that democide is the largest ender of life, not including wars. And it has been caused by statism just in the 20th century alone. Over 256 million dead. DEAD dead. End of life. Thank you for the call. 603-283-6160. Statism is a horrible idea. It's antique. It's barbaric. And it's time for it to go the way of the dodo. Extinction. Abolition. Bye-bye. <laughs> Just like hanging up on Skeeter. Hey,
5: don't hang up on me.
2: More Free Talk Live is coming up.
6: Wake up and begin Eleutheromania. The insatiable desire for freedom. We have been for all our It's days. the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Now the next one's made. Available now on your favorite music app, or get it directly from Captain dot Free Talk Live. Hey.
2: Sounded <laughs> and, uh, it's Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Hour number two is now underway of this Sunday night edition. The telephone number, if you would like to join us, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the captain. And Steve Classic. Well it's kind
1: of like Ann Nicky, but right. it's and classic.
2: Right. Yes.
1: Well said. Well done. Speaking of hour number two, did we finish the number two story? We did finish the number two story
2: okay. just before hour number two. Okay. So we've we're numerically in line. Okay. Congruent. Good. good, good, good. We're we're numerically congruent, as they say. Uh you know somebody else who uses primitive uh knowledge? Primitive knowledge. Another another group of people. In fact, they relish
1: the primitive oh, lifestyle, and they make great relish.
2: They do actually, and butter and oh, know, all that
1: kind of yeah. stuff. The Amish, right, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Is it that, really? That's, That's yeah, Lancaster County. What's the difference
2: between like Amish and like Metanite? I do not know that. I, I, I mean, I'm told they're kind of basically the, the best same, ketchup but, I've like, ever had
1: was from an Amish roadside stand ketchup. Like, okay, great. I'll get some ketchup. And it was delicious. I don't know what they had in there, but all organic, I'm sure.
2: Now that you mention it, um, one of the things I do like about New Hampshire is all of the roadside stands. Like, you can barely drive 10 minutes without seeing, like, fresh eggs or, like, hey, we've got, you know, fresh canned salsa or, you know, jarred salsa. Right. That kind of thing, right? There's all these people who are, you know, they've got homesteads and they're raising chickens or they're growing stuff on their, their, and they have a little roadside stand where you could. some of them are, like, honor stands. Oh right! Well, I like, think most of them are. We're like, okay, sure, um, but like, you know, you just you you know, see something you like, you take it, you leave a donation in the bucket, you know, or yeah, whatever the it's price priced is, and you have to
1: write down your name and how much you pay. Yeah, and I just hit one of those. Uh, we hit one for some uh, maple syrup. Maple syrup is yeah, big out here. Yeah. yeah, but then you go there. It's like we're going to get maple syrup, and it's like, oh, they've got this too, and this and this.
2: There's one that uh, uh that I go to not too frequently. It's a little far away, um, but like. If you get there early enough, there's like fresh baked goods and, you know, like pies and, you know, that kind of stuff, as well as, you know, canned stuff, jarred stuff and fresh veggies Mm -hmm. and squash. And like it's fall time now. So harvest is kicked in. So all that stuff is, you know, available.
1: There's a place near me uh, and she has she makes her own popsicles Mm -hmm. with fresh fruit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Real good
1: real good but I isn't uh I think New Hampshire just passed something with um uh, food freedom Yes. I, I don't know the specifics of like that's something Stephen Nass would know
2: but yeah and uh, I'm trying to remember there's somebody else that would know more than me but they did pass a thing where so it used to be sort of uh, semi illegal or if not completely illegal for you to like grow stuff on your own property and try and sell it uh, but they they without a, the thing, without a license without a license, license. Got to be but a license they passed a the thing that's like look, like if you're not selling over you know I don't know ten grand a year or something I don't right. know what the number is but keep your little stand yeah like it's fine right, right. uh so uh, you know just some more things to love about New Hampshire right.
1: I remember in in Canada there was uh, a farm that was selling eggs on the side of the road mm-hmm. and of course the Canadians cracked down you can't sell eggs without a permit so what they did is they 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 cracked uh, the eggs no they advertised <laughs> that they were selling egg cartons. For three dollars, ah, uh, so they they were only selling egg the cartons, cartons, right? And they gave you the eggs for free. Eggs are free, nice. So it's a little way around the roadblock. Nice. Oh, <laughs> I wonder
2: if you could do that with
1: beer here. Like I, I toyed around with the idea <laughs> I'm selling
2: of, the bottle. <laughs> so uh, New Hampshire has a designation of brewery called the Nano Brew. It's smaller than a microbrew. Wow. Um, and it's it's designed. For, it's actually some free staters that caused this law to be passed hmm. because they started you know like a small homebrew operation. Right, homebrew, yeah. And uh, they were bottling it and selling it, you know, that kind right. of thing. And they were like, look, we're not big enough for, you know, a micro brew. A, micro-brew. We a can't, license or a brew pub. Right. Right. We're just getting started. And, and the state has no path for startup breweries, right? Breweries are, you know, a large uh, gotta industry now. You got to scale up to yeah. it. You got to work your way up. So, so, because of them, they were uh, able to get a, a law passed that said, okay, we have this designation now called nano brews. Right, which allows you to brew up to, I don't even know how much. 20 gallons or something, you yeah. know, per, I don't even know how long. Yep. Um, but it allows you to, like, you know, put a brewery in your garage, start canning and bottling or serving taps. Um, you can only serve, I think it's two beers per person per day uh, unless you also have food. So if you bring in, like, a food truck on your property <laughs> or something like that, then you can probably serve right, more right. somehow. Or if you start, but but then you got to be licensed as a restaurant if you're serving food and stuff like that, like yourself. So it's it's weird, but it allows small startup breweries to actually get going. And so I'm wondering if you could sell the glass, sell the bottle, like or a mug, a, Stein, yeah. a growler, perhaps. Right right, right, right. Sell that, and then the beer is free. Right, same kind of thing. Right,
1: right. No tax. There's no tax on bottles. But there's tax on beer. Well, we're not selling beer. We're selling bottles. Right. Ooh. The beer is
2: free. Interesting.
1: Well, it reminds me of that time during the Cerveza sickness when New York didn't allow bars to open unless they served food. Right. And so I think they were they were they were called it was a Cuomo Cuomo chips or like because Cuomo was the was the right. governor. Yeah. And I think you know he says, well, you can't you can't serve potato chips as food. Or, or chicken wings aren't food. <laughs> It's just ridiculous.
2: Well, that's actually uh, back in the Prohibition days, too. Uh, they had a similar law where, like, you know, you couldn't be. I think it was the uh, the pub slash uh, hotel or whatever. Like, you couldn't be both of those things at the same time unless you served food. And so they invented this thing. It, it was a sandwich, right, uh, that no one ate. Right. <laughs> so you ordered it. Right. And it was put on your bill and you paid for it. And then it was brought to you. And then after some period of time, they would take it away and move it to the next guest's <laughs> table so that they were, they, they were serving food. And right. It was just the same sandwich over and over again <laughs> to each table that piece, no one ate. Two yeah. pieces
1: of bread with ketchup and mayonnaise or ketchup. <laughs>
2: it was the sandwich of hate, two pieces wow. of bread and hate. I,
1: I think, I think in, in New Hampshire, you have to serve food in order to serve alcohol. Yeah, New and Hampshire
2: I mean, likes to pretend they don't have bars, right. By making all of the bars "quote restaurants" unquote, right, right? In order to get your liquor license,
1: right? Yeah, so they could do this, do the same kind of thing. So New so Hampshire like New Hampshire sandwiches. has
2: no problem with bars because <laughs> 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 they don't have any technically, right? <laughs> right Legally, right? right? You know, they're all restaurants. We only have a problem with restaurants. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> uh, I want to get to this other story, but first let's go to we've got Dana calling from Michigan. Dana, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Hi. Okay, so quick answer to your question: mm-hmm. the Amish are more strict. the um, The Mennonites are—they had a split uh, many centuries ago.
2: Like a
0: fork, and
3: it was be, it was uh, because of shunning. The Amish shun, and the Mennonites don't do that. Um, and um, the Mennonites are allowed to use all forms of technology. They can have phones even in their, you know, their home. They have electricity, all kinds of modern appliances. They can drive cars, and the Amish don't. Um, the Mennonites can even have, if you remember, water was in short supply for centuries, mm-hmm. including Christ's time, and so that's why even children drink wine, and Jesus Christ turned the water into wine when they ran out at the wedding of Cana, um, and Mennonites um, can have light spirits, like they'll have uh, wines and um, beer at their uh, family gatherings, like, you know, a picnic or, you know, some kind of family uh, event, family sure. celebration, where the Amish are much more strict. But in either case, and I hope everyone hears this loud and clear, I have the utmost respect for anyone who actually lives what they believe. Not says what they believe, but lives it. Right. So I have the most utmost respect. And um, I'm telling you, I don't want to go to jail, but I think I'd take a kid out. And I don't mean out of out of this world, but I I don't know I I would be very upset if I saw anyone kid or adult ever mocking them, because from time to time you know you run into Mennonites and or Amish, and I just have uh, the people I have a problem with is like the John Carries of the world. They have eight suburban Chevy suburban SUV <laughs> yeah. going to every meeting. After he gets off a private jet and says, "Well, when you're like me and have to be everywhere, I have to fly private." I mean, <laughs> these people don't even hide this. Oh stuff. yeah,
2: that's like the uh, all the, the politicians and world leaders uh, flying their their private jets. Every one of them oh, in a Davos. different jet to the uh, to the uh, world economic forum. Yeah, the the climate change yeah, conference. WF, right.
3: Yeah, isn't that Davos?
2: Davos, group, Davos yep. yep.
0: The yep. Malthusian yep, cult. Yep, yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and then plan on how we're going to eat bugs <laughs> so that they can live sitting their big, wide glides yeah. on their thrones with their crowns on their heads. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Winter's coming.
3: Anyway, so that's that for tonight.
2: Hey, Dana, thank you for the call and the clarification. You're we appreciate welcome. you. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero.
1: So this guy in the story that we're going to be talking about...
2: We're we're not there yet. Yeah. We're not there, but we're getting there. Actually, let's talk about it right now for for just a second. since
1: we're on the Amish and the Mennonites.
2: So this article is from independent.co.uk. You guys remember uh, not too long ago, if you have a cell phone, you got a text message from... Gov. Yeah, from Biden, arguably, right. yeah. uh, because they've developed this system now that even if you have all of your notifications turned off, all of your alerts, all of your alarms, your your buzzer, right, your all your that speaker's stuff, broken. Yeah, all that it. turned off. You got it anyway. And uh, this created some problems for some people.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, in fact, the headline here reads, Amish men shunned after nationwide emergency alert outs them. ...for having phones. Well, now that's what Dana just said. Right. The well, Mennonites the don't Mennonites shun. were... Right, right. But the Amish do. So this guy was shunned. Yes. Uh, and, like, while we'll get into this article in a little bit, um, not only the Amish were affected by this, right? Uh, there are... Uh, Libertarians
1: were affected, too.
2: Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> there are uh, domestic abuse victims oh. who, when they go to counseling... Uh, If they choose to stay with their partner and try and work things out and get counseling and all that kind of stuff, uh, one of the suggestions is that they get a second phone, like a burner phone, different number, so that they have an emergency way in case their their abuser takes their phone away and beats them or whatever, that kind of a thing. And so they're told to get one and hide it and all that kind of stuff. Well, guess what? They were outed, too, by this national text, you know, test. So not only were the Amish affected, uh, domestic abuse victims were affected. Anybody who has a backup phone, a second phone that they yeah. wanted to keep hidden for any reason uh, got outed as well, potentially yeah. if they didn't have it protected enough or turned off enough
1: i had I had my phone off completely off when I turned it back on the the alert came up it's almost like I guess if you, you have your phone off and you get a text message, you turn your phone on. The text message is there yeah I mean, I mean it didn't go off at twenty after two. It, Came back on like at three o'clock.
2: Yeah. So we'll talk about this article about the Amish man shunned or Amish men, plural, shunned after nationwide emergency phone alerts uh, outs them for, well, having a phone. Uh, But let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. Let's talk to Greg in New York. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live.
7: Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, the world's going freaking crazy, and it's all because of the governments.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it it sure is, man. I mean, like, the longer I'm alive, the worse it gets. Apparently,
7: I mean, ever since COVID, I think these governments have lost their mind. Oh, it, it's Ukraine, been Russia, Yemen, uh, Azerbaijan, and Armenia. Now it's Israel and Hamas. It's just like it never ends.
2: And it it's been going on going. since before COVID, of course. It's just that COVID put a magnifying glass to it, and hopefully, uh, I mean, we saw a bunch more people move to New Hampshire as a result of that. They were like, "Oh man, it's getting so bad." I decided to finally pull the trigger. Right. Um, I I don't like that it takes you know more you know devastation, more government uh, you know uh, crap for people to finally get off their butts and move. But you know, at least they're doing it.
1: Well, I guess the, I know. No, the... oh, ahead. No,
7: please. Yeah, I was just going to say, there's, there's different kinds of libertarians. People are um, animated by different things, you know. Mm. A guy like me, what really brings out the libertarian in me is war. It's like, yeah. you know, people are asked, it's like, do you condemn atrocities by group A? Well, clearly we have to support atrocities in group B. Right. And it's like, well, do you support atrocities in group B? And it's like, who are you with, Ukraine or Russia? Ukraine or Russia? Which flag are you going to put? And it's like, I am on the side of civilians. And I think the governments and the people with the weapons are typically the the ones causing all the problems, so I would say in general, why can't people divide horizontally yeah. by civilians and, like, don't don't get me wrong you know there's you get into the weeds like in Gaza, a lot of people are under eighteen. Mm-hmm. that's true. It's also true that Hamas trains them since a young age with mm-hmm. guns to like You know what are you going to do? You're an impressionable kid. It's all you ever know. It's really a messed up situation. And the last thing I want to say is that all these organizations were funded by, you know, the large powers: USSR, USA, all these things. Yeah, all they ever do is metal.
2: And it turns out that uh, the United States, by via proxy or directly, uh, is funding and arming both sides of that
1: conflict. But wait, where does, where, do, where does the U.S. government get its money from? Oh, oh, oh wait. it prints it out of thin air. Wait, we're, we're supplying the money to yeah. like It prints it out of thin or, air and yeah. then,
2: you know, puts it on the shoulders of you and the unborn children. Mm-hmm.
7: Isn't that fantastic? I mean, I just want to say, just to take the Israeli-Palestinian um, conflict, okay, because mm-hmm. that's what's in the news right now. I could go on about, you know, other ones. But what happens is, okay, there was an empire— it was bad, probably, you know, when it was forming, and, and they took over with violence. But then everyone kind of just had this idea, okay, we live in an empire, right? So we don't have this idea that we have our country. It's yep. just we're part of an empire. And so they didn't have this fervent nationalist, you know, feeling. They didn't go, you know, bomb people um, to create their own thing. But once the empire fell apart after World War I, the Ottoman Empire, uh, the British had a mandate. They tried to make... Uh, um, they tried to make a uh, one-state solution uh, with the Jews and the Arabs. Right. They failed. That wouldn't work out. So then the United Nations recommended partition, and it turns out actually that it worked out. Um, for a while, it was like India and Pakistan. They they separated. Uh, they lived in their thing and okay. And then here's what happened: the USSR trained. Organization called the Palestine Liberation Organization.
2: The PLO. Whenever
7: these governments call it liberation, what they really mean is they want to undermine the governments that are backed by the other guys. Right. You know. So so they um, they trained so the PLO um, they against Jordan, which was U.S. backed, and Israel, which was U.S. backed, and they favored Egypt and Syria. It was mm-hmm. like it was like they all just fomented proxy wars, and this to this day is still like happening. And I think at some point, like, Israel was funding Hamas and they want to divide the Palestinians also. So yeah. It's like all, you know, it's all crazy. The it's same crazy.
2: thing, well, not the same, thing. a similar thing happened with uh, something back in the, uh, I think it was the 80s even, uh, called the Afghan Freedom Fighters.
1: This against was, against this, the USSR.
2: This was a group of, uh, of people in Afghanistan who... Whom the CIA and the US decided to send arms and training oh. to. And oh, guess what that group uh, be- became called much later in life? That's Tim Osman's group, right? That's the Taliban. Yes. Yeah, so the US. <laughs> Uh, through the cia and the u.s military uh created the taliban i don't know what you're doing there greg but it's noisy i gotta (laughs) let you go man uh thank you for the call greg we appreciate you he's doing that foley effect yeah it sounded like he was trying to you know uh, how do you get a
1: garbage can to sell
2: so yeah interestingly enough um uh, the the hegelian dialectic this is problem Problem reaction reaction, solution. solution Uh, is committed both short term and long term by governments. So uh, the example of the Afghan freedom fighters becoming what is now known as the Taliban, that was an organization created by the United States government. Right. right? That, was, that then, was
1: Tim Osman, which was uh, Osama bin Laden.
2: Bingo. Yeah uh and so you know over time now then they became sort of like oh no we don't like these guys yeah they're the, they, they're the bad guys well they got off the leash oh well, where did you know they, where did they, they went come from. they got too
1: much freedom yeah
2: who grew them that's, yeah you know that's right. what you have to look at mm-hmm. and like even with all of that i'm with greg like i i support the everyday people right i do not support politicians i do not support soldiers right soldiers are just you know murderers in a different costume mm-hmm. right and you know uh, if you're insulted by that, I'm sorry. It just happens to be true. If you become a soldier for any government, any military, uh, you are a hired mercenary to do the bidding of politicians, to kill four politicians. That's your job. Maybe you, maybe you don't directly kill anybody. You just run the radios, or I'm the IT guy, well, or I, I'm the mechanic, or whatever. You are supporting... Those who do the direct killing, you are taking orders from people that are above you, without questioning what you are doing, without any moral culpability for your actions whatsoever. Yeah,
1: well, I, in Israel, I believe everyone has to do two years of service. You are like you are in the military. Oh, that's a mandate. That's for a the mandate. Government. So yeah. everyone is in the military. Wow. So how do you get three hundred thousand reservists overnight? You just you know kick off something like that. Yeah. You know how does the how does the you know the Iron Dome get? uh you know, penetrated. How does the most sophisticated air defense, uh, you know, system in the world get uh, compromised on nine eleven? You need you need recruits. You yeah. got You know, you need some yay rah rah. You know that that type of thing. So I think that's how they they did it. They needed recruits to get this thing going. You know, they got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. I hate to say that, but that's kind of what, I think what happened. I think Gigi brought that up last week when she called. Like, like it just seems that, like how did you know you they have the sophisticated fencing along the Gaza uh, border, hmm. that if it can detect a cat right. the size of a cat moving and will automatically shoot anything that's moving, how could, you know, a hundred of these people get through this, this fencing without, like, what were they doing, like a Microsoft update on their security systems that night? <laughs> like with Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> like, how could we didn't know that would happen? We're sorry, Windows must update now. Uh, right, we're, we're shutting the whole video system down because Windows is updating.
2: Yeah, uh, these are good questions, and uh, regardless of, you know, how it happened, uh, it has happened. What I—I'm looking silver lining here—I never enjoy war or warlike things. Um, The United States is still waging war on other countries at this time, at this moment. They're still dropping bombs on brown people. Uh, you know, and none of it has been officially declared as war by Congress, right. right? It's a skirmish. So these things are still going on. These war actions are still going on. Uh, and then we have something like this bust out. What I, what I, mm, I don't want to say what I like about it, but the good news is that uh, because of the internet and social media, this is the first time I've seen uh, something like this blow up and literally dominate everyone in the world as far as the news cycle is concerned. Mm. Now, why do I think that's good? Because now it's on everybody's mind. War is in your face, right? Right. This war is, the is in your front. face. Yeah. yeah. So this is what's wrong with humanity, that you continue to accept it. You continue to accept politicians going to war when they should settle their disputes in person themselves. 603-283-6160. More of your calls and thoughts, plus more on the Amish and some other stuff is on the way. It's Free Talk Live.
4: Hi, I'm Derek J. To me, an activist's calling is to actively work to advance a cause. The cause for which I work is personal freedom. I believe my life is best when I engage in voluntary interactions and self-government. I reject the idea that anyone else has a higher claim to my life or my body than I do. I see people who call themselves the government as a threat to my personal freedom. I realize you may feel differently, but my relationship with the people who call themselves the government is completely involuntary. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. Derek Jay's Victimless Crime Spree. You can order your copy of the Director's Cut DVD now at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com.
2: And we're back. He says with little to no creativity or enthusiasm. Come on! Uh, Yes, Uh, at least that guy thought it was funny. It is Free Talk Live. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to call us, the telephone number is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. And Steve Classic. Uh, before we go on with more stories and more of your calls and thoughts, uh, we are asking you Free Talk Live listeners for a favor. Uh, as you know, the founder of this show is uh, has been taken away, kidnapped, if you will, by the state for the crime of, well, selling Bitcoin uh, voluntarily to willing and fully uh, uh, consensual customers. That's terrible. Uh, he's been sent to, sentenced to eight years, and appeal is pending. Um, but what we would like you to do is go over to Free Keen, with an extra E, K-E-N-E. Not
0: K-E-E-N.
2: Right. Freekeen.com. And uh, there's an article posted up there, How to Write to Ian Freeman. Uh, so he's currently being held, I believe, at Merrimack uh, Jail in Merrimack, New Hampshire and uh, there's some information there on how you can write him letters. There's some things you shouldn't do and I believe that information is there as well. Like don't use crayon apparently. Yeah. Well, who knew? Yeah. Uh but you know he would love to hear from you directly. Um so if you can take it upon yourself take a few minutes write a letter, put it in the mail, send it to him. Same thing goes for uh, I like to call her wizard number 2. Uh, that's <laughs> Arya Demetzo. She's also serving 18 months. Uh for selling Bitcoin without a license. That's right. She didn't pay the fee and get a license. The permit. Right. To yeah. to sell the Bitcoin. And yeah. so she's doing eighteen months. Uh she also uh would love to receive, you know, some letters, correspondence, whatnot. Uh information about that is ariadimezzo.com. A R I A D I M E Z Z O dot com. Uh if you all would be so kind. As to reach out, write a letter, say hello. Uh, They would be very appreciative to know that not only, you know, our, I mean, they already know we're still doing this show, but they would love to hear from the listeners of this show, uh, the supports and just, you know, your thoughts about what's going on. If you could do that, we would be grateful. Thank you so much.
1: It's almost like calling into the show, but instead of calling in, you would just write a quick letter. Write into the founder, write
2: into, you know, one of our former first chair hosts.
1: Right, just say, hey, what's going on? Yeah, how
2: are you? You know, tell them you know about your life. What's going right. on? You know, what do you see in the right. world that's messed up? What's and, happening you know, in Pennsylvania?
1: Yeah. What's happening you, in give California?
2: Them, give them something interesting to read. Mm-hmm. You know, and a number it, two story. They could your be, own
1: personal number two story.
2: No, I maybe mean, not. And I mean, you don't really yeah. have to. You know, you have to write a novel. You could just send a postcard from wherever you happen to be. You know? Oh, that's cool. Say, hey, greetings from you know wherever. Right? Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Say hey, hey. Still listen to the show. Thanks for your. Are service. they allowed? Is
1: he allowed to keep those things? Like if he gets a postcard,
2: I believe so. I believe you get to, like, I think they put them somewhere. So, like, yeah. when you get out, you can. I mean,
1: that'd be great if you had all the postcards from all that, over. That'd be nice. Yeah. So,
2: that's what we're asking. If you could do that, great. Thanks. Uh, moving right along, let's go to, this is Firefall calling from California. You're on Free Talk Live.
8: Hello. Hello. I'm a first-time caller to this show. Hey, thanks. And I have a couple questions and a comment, but real quick, I want to ask. Uh, kind of on the side, you mentioned they draft women in Israel. Is that true?
1: I, I don't know. Do you know? In the, I don't think it's a draft. I think you are just at 18, you're inscripted. Including Cons, women? Conscripted? Inscripted? Does that it? include women? Women, yes. Conscripted. Conscripted. Yeah. Yes. Right, I'm not okay, sure if they get it. M4 okay. rifles. Yeah. But. Yeah. 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 These
8: details are kind of important for a lot of reasons, because I've never heard of any case in history, and I've done a lot of reading, and I've studied several different Bibles. I read the Talmud. I haven't read the Torah, but I, I, I used to be a born-again Christian, all right? Now, I don't believe in the Old Testament because it's usually King James or the Canaan Bible, or Gutenberg, or Gideon's, mm-hmm. and those are, in my opinion, throwing the New Testament in there would be an insult to any Hebrew I've known in my life. Orthodox Hebrews don't, don't accept the, the New Testament, and so to put that right alongside the Old Testament shows me that you can't trust Any of the brutality that is uh, attributed to early Hebrews, because that isn't really their Bible. I don't believe their Bible, the Torah or the Talmud, boasts about Jews ever committing atrocities against anybody. There's such a thing as survival, and there's such a thing as self-defense. So not only have Jews never in recorded history or ever been witnessed to have committed atrocities to anyone since the Palestinians have. They're also maligned with all these other terrorist groups and uh, uh, Israeli-hating nations who also hate us. I believe that we, sh- uh, Israel should exact, uh, not us, but Israel should exact the same violence, not the same violence, but
2: so hang on there, Firefall, because uh, Steve Classic just looked something up to give you even more detail.
1: Yes, about uh, the mandated military service requirement for for Jewish-Israeli women is 24 months, apart from specified roles that instead require a service length of 30 months. Women may be exempted from military service for reasons of religious, conscience, marriage, pregnancy, or motherhood.
8: All right. That's, that's just a quick fair. little thing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you sewing that in there because these details are important. So what I was your? You, uh, you said
2: you had uh, two questions. What was what was the other one?
8: All right. Uh, would you say that uh, since Israelis are not the ones committing the atrocities, I would say that they have a right to bomb the um, Palestinians to kingdom come. Uh, they should exact violence on them because those are violent. People. I'm not saying that every Palestinian is violent. I'm saying it is, it is basically a violent nation. These people have been brainwashed. Yes, the innocent should be spared, but in a time of war, that can't be possible. Look at all the innocents in America that have had to die because of war. Look at all the uh, innocents that have had to die at the dropping of Hiroshima. It just – the Holocaust, even to even start anything like the Holocaust and then start to blame uh, Israel – They've never committed these crimes against anyone that I've ever heard of in history.
2: Well, uh, you know, I'm not educated enough to speak intelligently about the conflict, particularly I, I don't have the background in history. What I do have, though, is a hatred for violence and war. And that is what I see going on. So the first thing that I would like to do is be able to opt out of contributing to any of this mess, which I'm not allowed to do because I'm taxed. And my tax money goes to help fund both sides of this thing. So thank you for the call. We appreciate you. Uh, 603-283-6160. Let's go to, I believe this was Ricky on the Commonwealth.
6: Thank you there, brother. Captain, brother Steve, been a long time. Good evening. Howdy. Well, I got something fun coming up tonight, but I got to tell you, I listened to the previous caller, and everything he said was so full of crap. You know? And I'm going to tell you, I mean, uh, I guess he didn't hear my previous call when I talk about the time of Moses and all of that. Here's bad news for him. Netanyahu's squeezed. Ultimately going to have to give back the land, or we're going to have a big problem. Nonetheless... On the fun stuff, okay, there, brother Captain. Go for it. All right, you know what's on my mind tonight?
1: No. Fun, fun stuff, maybe.
6: Yes, I, you know we were talking about beers, and I'm going to be growing mine soon. But I mean, I don't know. You got a beard now? You you shaved in the past, right, Captain? Let me ask you a question. What do you use to shave?
2: A uh, single blade Bic razor, and uh, I'm trying to think of one of them gel shaving creams.
6: Okay, here, here's, here's where the funny thing is. Now, myself, and I'll tell you why this is funny. Now, I use a double-edged safety razor, you know, and I use Barbasol Red Can. Now, uh, it, 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 and the funny thing is I, I've had a couple, and then a while back I lost my safety razor. I left it somewhere. So I'm calling around, right, you know, and I say, what is that? Safety razor? What's that? What is it? And, and nobody knows. I'm describing it. I said, "No, you put a blade in there. What do you mean? You know what I mean, Captain?"
1: Oh, it's an old school razor that you unscrew right, and you put the right. thing in. We're yeah, yeah.
6: Technology that goes back to the late 1800s. You know, you open it up, you drop in the real blade. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: it's kind of like
2: a uh, a utility knife, <laughs> the same way, right? It's got a little screw. You you open it up, you put the razor in, right, you and fold it, you fold it back together, it, you drop right? Drop a yeah. regular
6: razor blade in it, right? And it's the best thing next to a straight razor. You know, and and I find it amazing that nobody knows what they are anymore. And you want to find even more amazing? You got this handle, right? And then you got the disposal thing. You pop on top of it, right, with the blades in it. Right. Yeah. What the hell is going on with that?
2: Well, so it's part of the move to get everybody to a subscription lifestyle, right? And so they figure if they sell you this base thing, uh, they're going to keep having to sell you these attachments whenever they run out. So instead of selling you a base thing where you can just buy regular razors and, you know, put them in yourself and, you know, save yourself a few dollars, uh, they want you to be a permanent subscriber uh, to their shaving service, if you will.
6: Yeah, because, you know, I see these razors, they have three, five blades in it. They suck, you know, and (laughs) they really do. You know, because I use mine. I mean, I'll, I save every two days because, you know, when you get older, it wasn't when I was 44. It was a couple of years ago. After the first day, you can watch the hair growing, you know. Oh, I get and... a 5
2: o'clock shadow around noon if I shave, <laughs> you know, no, at no, 7 no, in the I morning. Know so, about,
6: brother. But I'll tell you, uh, you know, I use the Barbasol red can myself, you know, and I'll put that thing and it goes... <laughs> i mean, you shaving no time. You get one of these damn things. You get a Mach 15 or whatever the hell it is. You're there all day, man. You know? Yeah. I mean, what? what are they trying to outsource a regular razor blade?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, one of the reasons I have a beard, though, is because I got tired of shaving all the time. And so I, I compromised. I didn't want to grow, like, a full beard, so I grew the goatee. Uh, and then now, like, I'll do a little, you know, sort of sideburn, uh, uh, you know, uh, sideburn kind of things. But, like, you know, I, I now I only have to shave, you know, I don't know, uh, 30% of my face instead of 100% of my face. That's
1: how I did. I mean, what, I know from using razors, I don't know when they went up in price, like, a ridiculous amount. It's like, you know... Or, or was it uh, like like no shave November? Safety
6: razor like I got solve all your problems, man.
1: Well, uh, well I'm I'm in the school now where like eh, I'll just shave once a week, or if I'm going to a, a customer's <laughs> facility, and kind of. Otherwise, you know, you can get away with a little bit of scruff. I mean, I'm not quite in beard talk live care category, but uh, <laughs> no, not yet. You no, know, not yet. But not after yet. a week, I you could guess. Well, I, I could probably yeah. I could probably be third chair on beard talk live. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Ricky?
6: Yeah, well, one thing I can say to you, Captain, I mean, there is one – well, I mean, anybody that was on Skype in 17 seen me a lot with my Southern Cross and hat and all that, but there is a picture floating around me with my Club Masters on with a Van Dyke, and I grow a good one, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do grow a beard every winter. In fact, I'm probably going to be growing one towards the end of this month, and uh, then I'll be, you know – part of the club, I guess. For no shave November. Lives.
2: Yeah, no shave November. No shave November. No
6: doubt. Hey, get cold up here in northeastern Pennsylvania.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's already cold up here.
2: Uh, Ricky, thank you for the call, man. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. Let's move right along. Let's go to Tim in Florida. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live.
9: Hey, uh, well, uh, the last caller before Ricky, like Ricky said, uh, well, I don't want to be rude, but I'm just wondering where that guy got his information that the state of Israel has never committed any atrocities.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, do you have uh, something, you know, contrary to that? Go ahead and say it. I mean, don't cuss, but, you know, otherwise go for it.
9: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, so first of all, uh, I just wanted to clarify uh, something that I said a week ago okay. regarding uh, before Americans— a jump to support Israel, and and what what I actually meant was the state of Israel. Okay. Um. But but I, I wasn't really very clear about that. Okay. But
2: clarification also, noted.
9: Yeah, and no, I would also say the same thing um, on on the other side. You know, uh, don't be so fast to jump and you know be on the side of Hamas or the uh, PLO government. You know, because these are You know, well, one's a party and one's a state, and we know how that
2: goes. (laughs) Yeah, sadly.
9: But uh, the the thing that really got under my skin tonight, um, well, number one, I actually wasn't going to call in tonight because I wanted to prepare a response to Dana from Michigan. Um, At at first, I wanted to call and be like, oh, no, she's wrong because of this and this and this. And then, like, I started listening to her over and over again, and I'm like – what is she trying to say? Is she contradicting herself? And then I realized she was not contradicting herself. So so like I really wanted to put some thought into my response. So I wasn't even gonna call in and I and then I hear this caller before Ricky, and he's saying, Oh yeah, they're innocent. So mm-hmm. they've never committed atrocities, but the Palestinians have, therefore, they should commit atrocities against the Palestinians. Yeah, right. And, and what I see right now is He's a cartoon caricature. Well, his statement is it's cartoon caricature of what I'm hearing on both conservative uh, and liberal media yep. simultaneously, and it's insane. Uh, I mean, they're not saying they're not saying like let's do genocide, but they are saying it.
2: There's this. Um, I, I don't even know. It, it is a problem. I guess I'll just call it a problem that uh, many people have. And I'm even affected by it from time to time as well. I've just been, uh, you know, either doing media, reading media or, you know, involved in media for long enough that um, I've begun to sort of see this effect. So if you just go to like a restaurant by yourself or something or a bar or whatever, and you just sit there quietly, stare at your phone, but listen to everybody around you, what you're going to hear is what I like to call parrots. Right. And this is exactly what you think it is. It's people regurgitating what they heard on the news line for line, word for word. Right. As if they were their own thoughts and own opinions. Right. Uh, and, And this is the part that I think humankind needs to overcome. We've got the Internet. We've got the ability to reach everybody within seconds with things like news and emergency information and stories and entertainment and all that kind of stuff. Right? What we need to get away from is the homogenization of thought. Right. People, for whatever reason, television is, is where I trace it back to uh, sort of the beginning of this kind of thing. Something is broadcast on the TV. Everybody goes, oh, that's now my opinion. That's now my thought. Now when I go out into the world, I'm going to repeat this uh, to other right. people. So if you're, you know, if you're watching like just CNN – Well, then you're going to have a just CNN opinion about stuff when you talk to other people. Mm -hmm. If you're watching just Fox News, well, you're going to have just a Fox News opinion about stuff. If you're watching all of the things, you're going to come up with some kind of a hodgepodge that reflects a little bit closer to your personal beliefs. But still, none of them are like your own original thoughts. So I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how to get people out of this, but I see it as a problem. This regurgitation of stuff on the news as original thought has to stop.
1: Yeah. You have to be, you really have to be skeptical of anything you hear. If you see the headline, you have to also put in parentheses. I wonder if that's true instead of just, that's the headline. That's the story.
9: Yeah. Well, so I listen to a bunch of different podcasts and radio shows, you know, you know, while I'm working and, uh, these guys, you know, I've, I've been a very kind of like, I guess, what what, what do you call a conservatarian? I've, I've kind of been a conservatarian. So okay. I listen to you guys. I listen to Glenn Beck. I, I used to listen to Ben Shapiro. I kind of cut him out like a couple months ago. Well,
1: um, he's been uh, out of terror, huh?
9: Uh, Michael Savage. Uh, Steve Deese. And, and Steve Deese, I really was into some, like I've, I've been getting into, into a like the idea of salvation and stuff and and, and Christ and I'm getting into it. I like I don't know where I stand but I'm I'm learning. And and so I was really digging a lot of stuff Steve Geese was saying. And then all of a sudden he was basically saying the same thing. Like like without saying just obliterate Gaza. he was making allusions like yeah they're gonna have to do it. They're going to have to do, or maybe the United—and then he was making uh, it biblical. Yeah, I've seen a right. lot of biblical
1: posts, like, this is it. This, now they have to do, you know, whatever they have to do to right. fulfill the prophecy of right. yeah. Corinthians and, like— uh, Exodus or whatever. Right.
9: Yeah. It, 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 so he was, actually, he was actually saying, you know, it's, it's basically like Old Testament times again, where, where, well, God directed them to do this before women and children, which is biblical— Uh, But here's my here's my problem is that's a whole separate issue, Mm -hmm. even though it isn't even though it isn't it is Um, But but my issue with this with with Steve Deese is is that okay, well um, He's saying that the state of Israel is the instrument of the God of the Bible and he does not know that so so he's actually taking his opinion and saying that his opinion is that God is telling the state of Israel to do democide. Right. And he's not coming out and saying it that way, but he is.
1: Well, he's not and saying I, he's He's saying it's it's a prophecy or it's in the Old Testament.
2: Right. He's insinuating that, that it is it part is of, right,
9: yeah. He even says he might be wrong, you know, like, but this, this is his interpretation. But the way that he's saying it, it's like he's not saying it like, 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 the average listener isn't going to be like, oh, this is just his interpretation, his opinion, right?
0: Yeah.
9: yeah. This is a very dangerous time we're living in, and I, mm. I couldn't believe it because I respected these people. I respected these people.
1: Well, th- well, they're th- taking sides.
2: Yeah. Well, and the thing about this is um, don't meet your heroes, Right. Uh, and and like, I realize you haven't met this particular person, but you, all these people, all these podcasters, televangelists, politicians, they are human beings, first and foremost. And once once you sort of come to grips with that, then your mind starts to think of them in that way. You're like, oh, that guy wakes up in a bed in the morning. Right. <laughs> you know, or or that lady, you know, puts her shoes on, you know, one yeah. foot at a time when she walks out the door. Uh, Everybody sleeps somewhere, if you will, right? And so realizing that they're humans means that they're going to be fallible. And so you might have or they might have your respect for certain issues. In the same way, uh, I might respect you for a thing and you might respect me for a thing, but we're going to disagree on other things. Like that is the way human beings are built, there are, you know, human beings aren't designed to agree with
1: everybody all the time. Well, in a free society, right. You can, but in a not free society, you're told what to do, and that's you can't. Right, you have the reservation. Forced,
2: you're forced to pick a side.
1: Whose side right. are you on? Right. Are
2: you on the the side of the people with the torch or the side of the people with the pitchforks?
1: <laughs> right, it's divide well, and conquer. Well, yeah, pick a side.
9: There is one thing Steve G said that I do agree with, though, and that is. Um, and i you know i don't expect everyone listen, listening listening uh, or present company to agree with it but i do agree with him mm-hmm. that uh, we are all sinners and we and we don't deserve anything uh, but i mean you know a, a stopped a, what is it a stopped clock is right well, right twice twice a, twice day.
2: a day yeah, yeah. <laughs> even a blind squirrel finds a nut every yeah. once in a while yeah. yeah yeah anything else tim
9: no that's it hey thanks uh, for the call uh,
2: man uh, we appreciate it 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join us here on Free Talk Live. Uh, yeah, the divide and conquer stuff, man. Like, this, is, this whole reaction to the warring uh, in Israel is identical to presidential election times, right? Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of crap being said by all of the media, right? Uh, some of it true, some of it not right some of it like the news media now is quick to be first instead of quick to be right yeah well right. the they, first casualty
1: they, of war is the truth there it's you go stuff just you know there you go. and i think this whole thing like well they're beheading babies they're burning people like oh remember in, in iraq it was like they threw the babies out of the incubators right. well that's fake yep it, it's it's a it's an urban legend you know like let's roll flight 93 Whoever heard that.
2: I saw a pretty good meme. It was uh, you know, somebody holding up a, a a dead baby by like a leg and then the next frame was somebody holding up a dead baby by the arm and then underneath it said, "See, this dead baby proves my point." <laughs> so no matter which side yeah, you're on, the dead right. babies are proving that right. you you were correct. Right. And and this is the the struggle that I have. I'm tired of talking about Israel and Hamas and the, the US uh, funding both sides of this thing and the, the government contractors right now, all the arms oh. agencies are just loving it. Mm-hmm. They're watching their profits go up. Their stock is up. People are throwing money at them because they know war is coming. Mm-hmm. What, what I'm tired of is this, uh, I'm right and you're wrong. That's what's going on on the internet right now.
1: You're either with us or you're with the terrorists.
2: Yeah, I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> that's that's all it is. It's, it's just a big ego trip for everybody posting about it. You have nothing to do with the actual conflict so stop it 603-283-6160 more free talk live hour number three is next
0: And we're
10: back, and we're Bach, and we're back.
2: Uh, you can be Bach, I'll be Beethoven. I'll be Bach. And we're Bach. You are Beethoven. <laughs> Screw <It>. your freedoms. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember when that guy yeah. said that?
1: <laughs> Screw your freedoms. Oh man, <laughs> just play that I, over I and I was over again.
2: I was told recently that um, uh Arnold. Uh, the the person in question, the bodybuilder, I- yeah. imitating uh, the governator. the governor, <laughs> right? Uh, I but was to told, pump you up. I was told that um, the the films that he's made, uh, he pumping was, iron, he was any of his films. Oh, pumping Iron's my favorite. He was not allowed to overdub in Austrian himself. What? So so you know uh, the films he made uh, were in yeah, English, right? Right, and they want to do a release of his films in Austria, speaking whatever Austrian, you know. Whatever. They had to hire an know, actor? To- they they didn't have to. They chose to, because apparently, uh, according to what I read, and I have no evidence of this, it's just something I read on the internet. Oh, and, well, that must be true. It must be true. Uh, according to what I read, he has the equivalent of an Austrian hillbilly accent. <laughs> Oh, and so they didn't want, you know, this big action movie, you know, or whatever coming out right where and then like the guy sounds like, you know, a hillbilly. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, the equivalent (laughs) of an Austrian. So they got some other actor with a, a more acceptable accent to do the Austrian voice dubs. Uh, For all of Arnold's movies.
1: Right. So, not like the Queen's English. It's, you know, Cockney or whatever. Like, you need the Queen's English.
2: Yeah. So, apparently, not only does he have a bad English accent, (laughs) but he also has a bad Austrian accent. Screw your freedoms. Uh, We've got more to talk about. Uh, Before we go on, though, I want to say thank you to today's amplifier. Wait, who are you? Oh, I'm the captain.
1: <laughs> and, and Steve Classic here. And what's the name of the show? Uh, it's Free Talk Live. It's what? a nationally syndicated radio show. What's the a, It's caller-driven. What's the website? Uh, FreeTalkLive.com. Okay, very good. Or or a store would say, FreeTalkLive.com. <laughs> Zeus. Zeus. Zor. Um, Zor. <laughs> <Zorro. laughs>
2: uh, I want to say t- thank you to tonight's amplifier. Chris Marcus is a silver-level amplifier. That means he gives 5 bucks a month to the Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support Program, also known as AMPS. It's a Patreon-driven thing. You can find out more over at amps.freetalklive.com. Uh, we only ask for 5 bucks a month. You can give more. You can give 10 or 25 yeah, There's I, different levels. There's we need silver some new and you know, gold that and that nice. kind of a thing. Yeah. No, what we need <laughs> is we need to get on more radio stations. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're on somewhere around 180 radio stations right now. Yeah. We could be on 200, 250, 300. Not out of the question. Wow. Yeah. It's all up to you. If you enjoy the hosts, the co-hosts, the callers, the perspective of freedom, peace, and prosperity that we bring to the airwaves, please become an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again to Chris Marcus. We appreciate you. Uh,
1: thank you.
2: All right. Uh, we got other stuff to talk about, but we got calls holding. Let's go to uh It's major pain calling from Michigan. The wild card line.
10: I might as well be Major Biscuit Head, much as you <laughs> call me Buffalo. That's
2: because you say it all the time. It's now your <laughs> trademark.
10: Well, you tagged me with it. I don't think I say it as often as you uh, portend I do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, perhaps I'm hoping you'll say it frequently.
10: <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I, th- I think you've called me of that, quite frankly.
2: Well, you'll be talking and then you'll say, but, uh, you know, but,
10: uh, yeah, well, and, I know that's, that, yeah, that's, that's my pause phrase, but yeah, yeah I don't, uh, mine is, you I know, don't use, <laughs> I, I don't use it as much anymore. And I think it's because you goaded me with
2: it. Oh, oh, damn it. Dang. Well, I'm sorry to do that.
10: Anyway, um, I, you remember that, uh, in the first segment you were talking about that, Lawyer from Nigeria or uh, Kenya.
7: Yeah,
1: yeah. 26 yeah. and 0.
10: Well, wouldn't that be something if he was to get on Ian's legal team and get him released?
1: Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, Major, I hadn't thought of that. Thank you. That's a great thought.
10: Oh, isn't that, yeah, that, that, that was special. It popped into my head and it just wouldn't leave. Because a lot of times I have thoughts for you and they just vanish.
2: Uh, yeah, and, no, uh, I'm the same way. That's a good the one. That's a good one, one. we were
10: talking about was uh, Kills Island, you know, where the, the landfill. And Fresh whatnot. Kills.
2: Fresh Kills.
10: Fresh Kills Island. Okay, that's even better. I bet you that used to be a hog island. Why? Staten Island was one of the poorer sections of New York, you know, way back in the day, 1800s. And back in the day, it wasn't uncommon to take pigs and put them on an island because they don't like to swim. So all you got to do is go out there and catch them when you need them. So Fresh Kill Island makes a good bit of sense if that's the case.
2: Mm, I thought it was where all the politicians and mafia were taking, you know, the people they disappear.
10: <laughs>
1: hey, I check out know, our new composting toilet. toilet. <laughs> Come check it out. Sit down. Oh, there's, yeah, well, there's like a head had and an arm floating in <laughs> yeah. there.
10: I, I know a uh, an old honey dipper. I used to work with his kid. You know what a honey dipper is? No. Those are the guys that suck the doo-doo out of your septic tank.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking The honey about. wagon. Yeah, yeah.
10: Yeah. So, um, anyway.
2: Honey dipper.
10: <laughs> yeah. Th- this old guy that I'm talking about, he had farmers lined up. Because he had a, a gizmo where he had a couple of wines, he would spread out on the side of his uh, pump truck, and he'd go out and spray all this fresh, fertile uh, doo doo on your fields. And you do it in the fall and till it in, and it's good to go come spring. I mean, if if you have a a crapper full, you know, like a a a, a or whatever, yep. it takes. Uh, and that well, not a porta john because they put chemicals in that. But it ta- it takes like two years for uh, all the doo doo and whatnot to turn into good fertile soil. But if you spread it on the field, you know, in scantly, mm-hmm. it works quite well. I mean, you're talking about the Amish and the stuff they put out. That's yep. all they use fertilizers, the doo doo from their horses and whatnot, right. on the Fields.
2: Yeah, what what you're describing is uh, you know techniques of turning crap manure. into fertilizer that have been around for thousands and thousands of years uh, since man yeah, first was, started farming. I
10: mean, it's the only fertilizer, if you wanted to put nitrogen on your garden, you collected piss. <laughs> yep. They used they used to make round barns, you know, where they would dump the hay in the middle, and all the cows would come to the middle, and they had, and it was all fluted, so everything drained to the outside. And every cow had its own little trench, so the pee would go out to the edge, and there was a circular trench, and it all drained into the piss pond.
1: Right, the nitrogen pool.
10: Yeah.
1: Keep
2: it to the the word pee if you can there, Major. I'm I'm not 100% certain, but, you know, let's just make sure that uh, we're using the proper proper terminology there for radio. Uh, Sadly, we are on the Sunday night show, and the FCC says we can't say certain words. So, anyway, go ahead.
10: Yes, I will. I will try to not drive my S car. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes.
2: How fast does your S car go? Yes.
10: Yes. Yes. Um, well, it's it, it, about as slow as a slug, I guess.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Continue.
10: Oh, what was it? I had another thought for you. What was you? You got one of the things you guys were talking about. The Kenyan lawyer, right? fresh kills.
2: Fresh kills, Kenyan lawyer. We had our number two story. Uh, uh, the Amish. The Amish. The Which... nationwide cell phone uh, text that everybody got.
10: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what I did that day is I just turned my phone off, and then uh, I took uh, a decent sized piece of uh, heavy duty Reynolds wrap. And I made about uh, a three-wrap Faraday cage on my phone, and I never got nothing. It came over my radio, but it didn't get into my phone. When I turned it back on, I didn't get any notice from them.
1: No, so, mine did.
10: Uh, I pe- people underestimate the power of the Faraday cage. I mean, if you got solar power and you got a battery bank, hell, just a good solar f- f- flare will take all that out. So oh, great. Faraday cage is a good thing for all your electronic devices.
2: Oh, agreed. Advices. They, they actually sell um, Faraday bags, too, so you don't need necessarily need yeah. to build a, a box for some of your smaller electronics. They they make one that's the size of a cell phone, one for a tablet, one for a laptop, that kind of a thing uh, where the you know the, the metal is sewn into the bag, uh, and you mm-hmm. can even test them
1: yourself. Oh, they work 100%, or a microwave oven works. But you don't turn really? it on. You put your phone in a microwave oven and try to call it. Someone else's phone, it won't ring. Why? Because all the, the metal in the there? metal that's in the the um, interesting the microwave. I did not know yes. that. Huh. Mm-hmm. But like I mean, if you have if you have a Faraday cage for your laptop, and we have an EMP, what are you going to connect to? Well, Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a doorstop. I mean, there's still dial-up. Yeah, I guess dial-up. It exists.
2: If you have a landline. Get a dial-up mode a landline? Uh, Yeah, the the thing uh, most people don't know, uh, having a landline is actually a good survival prep for a number of reasons.
1: Voltage comes Uh, down
2: the line. Right. Uh, They have a separate uh, electricity source, or they source the electricity separate. So when your electrical company grid goes out, whoever your supplier is, and you're out of power in your whole house, all your clocks are off, your fridge is off, all that kind of stuff... You pick up the phone, it still works for some reason because the phone company has a separate source of electricity and it's sending that voltage down. You can actually tap into that electricity to power a lamp, for example, if you had to in a survival situation. The other thing yeah. is the reason that they have a separate electrical thing is something that they put in, I believe, during World War One, World War II, one, or one of those, uh, because they wanted to make sure the communication grid would not be affected by power outages. Right. So if an enemy, you know, invaded or bombed a city or whatever and takes out the electric company or all of your uh, power stations, right? Hmm. That communications won't go down. So that's a that's actually an old military survival prep built Ooh. into a landline. And of course, you can still make a phone call to anybody else that has, <laughs> has a, a, a landline, landline. right? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who well, you got to call? So it's it's not a bad idea. It's cheap if you just do nothing but call the phone company and be like Yes, I'd like to have a landline. I don't have a landline right now. But, like, it would be super cheap for me to just call them up and go, like, I want the bare-bones landline. I don't want voicemail. I don't want any of these features. I don't want a a portal. I just want want you to turn the connection on, right? With a phone number. Uh, They'll give you a phone number, yes. Right. Uh, And then you don't even plug a phone in. Have a phone. Get yourself a landline phone, a princess phone, one of these, yeah. you know, common, you know, phones, get you one and have it, you know, in the basement or in your closet or whatever. So if there is an emergency and your power does go cell out. Cell towers
1: are down. Cell yeah.
2: towers are down for some reason, right? You can plug in your landline and make a freaking phone call. Wow. Yeah.
10: I wonder how much the prices have changed since the my bell and whatnot. I don't know, it's but it's all the cell phones. It used to be you it's could get
2: to- used to be you could get a landline for like four bucks or something so that's probably i'm old so it's probably like mm-hmm. 12 bucks or something now uh, a month just to have a landline uh, active so you do the math figure it out if it's you know right for you
10: well, that that doesn't sound like a bad deal actually And you know what? Having a cell phone is quite a pain in the ass because people can get a hold of you when you don't want to be gotten a hold of.
2: Well, I just turned my phone off.
10: I I do. I miss the old days, you know? You come home and we had answering machines and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I never had one, but I mean, I figure if you want to talk to me that bad, you'll call back. Right. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. A landline phone service typically costs $42 per month in 2023.
2: That is, uh, yeah, but that's a feature-rich. Uh, so what you have to do is you basically have to get past the sales portion of their presentation when you call to to turn a landline on. Oh, and you I, want
1: the bare bones. There, there's
2: a term for it, and I can't remember what it is, and I should know it because I've been in telephony for forever. But there's a term for it, and it's just the bare minimum Landline. You have to ask repeatedly. You have to be firm with the phone because these people get commission when you call. Right. You're like, I want a landline. They're like, oh, do you want to bundle that with some internet? And do right. you want call forwarding? Call forwarding and, do you want and like call three voicemails? And we'll <laughs> throw some cell phones at you, too, or whatever, right? right, right. So, like, that $42 is the bundle price right. for it's a feature-rich line. What you want is a stripped-down, no-features landline. That's all you want.
1: Wow. So- now, what... Now- W- would that actually eating. be like over an in, over internet though, like no. VoIP or would it be POTS? It's POTS.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, It's okay. POTS line.
1: Yeah, okay. as long as as long as your house and like
2: in New England, all of the houses are wired for copper, right? right? right. And so it's just now th- that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, when you try to make a phone call that at some point in your call's journey, because it routes through a bunch of equipment, right. that it doesn't get transduced from analog into digital. It yeah. it does. If it goes through, you know, a switch in a colo in a mm-hmm. major city or something like that, right. it will. But, like, I mean, I could probably call almost anywhere in the 603 area code that is also a landline because New Hampshire isn't that populous of a state. There's probably not more than one switch for the whole uh, state of New Hampshire, right? <laughs> right? There's probably one in Vermont, one in New Hampshire, one in Maine, and that's probably about it, right, for, wow. for those area codes. So Right, there's only one area code. Right. Major?
10: Well, Steve said the typical bill was $42, so right. that's going to be the middle of the road. So if you go bare bones, you're probably talking $25, bucks. i am thinking. And yeah, that's man. like $5 cheaper than you can get your cheapest cell phone service for anymore. Seems to be. Yeah, and like I said, seeing as how Ma Bell and them been struggling, I figured they'd be just fuzzable whatever you get bare-bones service for out of the other one. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I was thinking about was you were talking about running your heat coil through the compost pile. Oh, yeah. Now, you might be able to eliminate the whole pump factor if you had the compost pile higher on the intake or, you know, it the heat rises and it'll come out the top of the coil. Yeah. So you take it out high and you bring it in low is what I'm thinking and it might cycle itself.
2: You might be able to like collect water at the top of the hill and have the compost pile just a little ways below that so the water you collect uh, it runs downhill in through the coil of the compost and then in through your radiant floors, and then you'd have to have a drain to let it out somewhere. Most of the time, the radiant flooring is a closed loop, which is why you need the pump. Uh, the water is just the water. Once it's full, it's full, uh, and then you close it off. So now it's a closed loop, and you just recycle the same water over and over again, hence the solar-powered right, like
10: fish weak, pump. It's just like a mini- miniature boiler system. Exactly. I was just thinking maybe you could get gravity to do it without the pump.
1: You probably That's could. Yeah. yeah. But you could probably run a pump on a 20 watt solar panel. Yep. You don't need much wattage to, to push that yeah, water. Yeah. You could probably
2: pull a solar panel out of an old solar powered calculator and, <laughs> and power like something as small as a fish tank pump. Right. That right would do to, it. to just move the water. So, you know, depending on how ingenious you want to get. Either way, uh, these are, you know, once you pay for the materials, right, There's zero cost.
1: Right. You a, yeah, I remember you,
10: when they first came out with the calculators. They were like $1,500. Yeah. About, about 15 years later, you get one at the dollar store for a buck. It had a solar panel. You just throw it on your dashboard, and it works whenever you want it.
1: I think my, my first calculator had a, a, a pen attachment with a wire that you had to touch little copper uh, buttons really? Yeah. Oh. to make the connection.
10: When they first came out with the cell phones, I had a, a Nokia. And it had one of them pull-up antennas. Oh, it was, yeah. It was like a miniature walkie-talkie is what it looked like. Right. But, and people made fun of me because I held on to it forever. But that damn thing worked so good, I could pull up that antenna, and I'd get signal where nobody else did. And that was back when in the day when towers were kind of minimal, you know? Yep,
2: yep. All right. Well, hey, Major, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. Uh, 603-283-6160. I just want to get to part of this about the Amish men shunned after nationwide emergency alert cell phones uh, outs them for having phones. Uh, Members of the Amish community have been shunned by their church after a recent test of the emergency alert system outed them as having procured forbidden mobile phones. The alarms part of the nationwide emergency alert drill the U.S. government carried out on October 4th drew attention of community elders in Ohio. Eli Yoder, a former member of the Amish community, took to TikTok to share the story in which he explained how three of his friends had gotten into trouble after their devices were discovered. Hey, guess what? I got a couple of my Amish buddies shunned today by the Amish church. That's right, he said. (laughs) Over the years, there's been quite a few Amish men that have reached out and wanted phones, so whenever they request to have a phone, I'll do everything I can to try and get them a phone. Not always can I do so. But in some circumstances, I've been able to get them one. Now, three of them replied back to me today and said, hey, I'm going to have to lay low for a while. I just got shunned. And I said, how did that happen? They said, that emergency alert went off. <laughs> yeah, so we had our phones on vibrate, and it still went off. This is true. Yeah. So, it's still audible. It, yeah, it makes an audible sound. Even though your phone is off, it's on vibrate only, your ringer's off, turned down, all the way, all that kind of thing. As long as it's got juice... And, it's beeping, right? Uh, and of course, the way cell phones are made these days—used to be, you could just pop the battery. Yeah, out. No, 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 use a replaceable battery. Go figure, right? Yeah. But no, 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 they don't do that anymore because no. you know when your battery does finally die, they want you to buy a whole new phone, right? Right. Instead of just the I battery. wonder,
1: I wonder if you how far you can spend your battery down until the phone shuts off. Then is it really dead, or is it still there's
2: still something there? Yeah, yeah there's still something there for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, I've I've actually put mm, two phones uh, through, you know, sort of the drain the battery full, right? You just leave it on. Uh, it was something that I used to do for QA when I was QAing an right. app on a phone. We wanted to see what happened to the app oh, right. when the battery died. If somebody just was on the app and used up all the juice and then the phone died, we wanted to see what would happen. And it turns out that the the app uh, sort of stops uh, collecting, you know, data or information for the app, the app that we were Testing was a, one of these mobile camera apps, like a GoPro. Right. You know, you've got the companion app on your phone so you right. can see what it's looking at. Yep. And so uh, uh, it stopped gathering or collecting. It didn't retain the information we expected it to. The camera still
1: worked, but the app wasn't
2: working. Right. And the app didn't, like, Record. sort of didn't know where it left off. And so when you went to relaunch it, it would give you an error message. that something happened. And Right. We had to figure out how to word that error message properly for if this ever happened mm-hmm. to an actual user and that ah, kind cool. of thing. So, um, but I I don't know like how long that emergency alert might you know how little energy it might take for that to actually go off. Mm. But uh, this is this is the problem with a centralized government doing a thing, right? <laughs> there, Un- there, unintended there, consequences. Yeah, it literally is. Uh, I yeah, learned out of the Amish guys. Yeah. Uh, The Amish guys, domestic abuse survivors, right? Uh, Anybody, I I mean, I'm sure like drug dealers, right? You know, anybody who's got like a second phone for any reason, right? right? You know, oh, I put one in, you know, the wife's car just in case she ever needs to make an emergency call, you know, kind of a thing. And like that one's going off and people are like, what the heck? Why is there a phone in my car? Right, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, So in Amish culture, the practice of shunning involves a separation of a person from their community. A person is no longer allowed to eat or take rides with other community members or engage with most community activities. It occurs when members are found to have violated community rules or strayed from tradition.
1: It's kind of like a hockey player going to the penalty box. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Like that. You go to penalty box and you uh, have shame.
2: You have been, ashamed, right? been yeah. shamed, right? Yeah, we're gonna yes. put you in the penalty box right. over here for a year or whatever it is. High right? sticking. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if sports got that from the Amish. Oh, man. 603 283 6160. If you want to man, give us a call, tell us what's on your mind. You can talk about whatever we're talking about, something else, change, change the subject, feel free. It's free talk live, the Sunday night edition. More is on the way. Wait, what? And her cats. Happy Halloween, everybody. It's not even Halloween yet. Two weeks. But, uh, but, But, uh, but, uh, (laughs) but, uh. uh. It is Free Talk Live, the live call-in radio program where you can call in, take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever's on your mind. The telephone number is, are you ready? Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. That number again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. And Steve Classic. We've been talking about all sorts of things all, all over the board. Fake lawyers. Uh, what was it? Fresh Kill Island. The Amish. Uh, our number two story. Uh, more on the Palestine-Israel stuff. I don't want to talk about that. But Closed-loop
1: heating systems.
2: Uh, closed-loop uh, <laughs> fecal heating systems. <laughs> Uh, Amish men and uh, domestic abuse victims being outed because of the uh, government's, uh, you know, emergency text message to every freaking buddy, which was totally unnecessary, by you the know,
1: way. You know, the people at the FCC are just waiting to like, yeah, it works. Let's. Do it for real this time.
2: We were talking about solar-powered calculators, <laughs> which, by the way, uh, when I was in That's the heat th- pump thing. grade school through high school, right, the solar-powered calculators are yeah. pretty popular. Yep. Uh, they would start building them into your trapper keepers and that kind of stuff. So, like, right. well, if you bought one, oh, it's got a calculator in it, how yeah. can be, or whatever, right? Um, and then, you know... If, couple of decades go by, and cell phones are a thing, and now they're all app-driven and everything, and now everybody just by default has a calculator built into their cell phone. So contrary to uh, my grade school teachers, uh, uh, repeated, You'll never have a calculator in your pocket. You'll never be able <laughs> You have to learn this stuff because you'll never have a calculator in your pocket wherever you go. Well, turns out you're wrong. <laughs> uh, I do indeed have a calculator in my pocket wherever I go.
1: Well, do you remember your phone number from being a kid? Yes. Do you remember your best friend's phone number? Yes. remember your grandmother's phone number? Yes. Do you remember anyone's phone number now? Nope. No. Because <laughs> it's programmed. <laughs> it's like you just type yeah. in the first name and there it's it is. programmed it's into programmed. my magic rectangle. Right. Yes. Exactly. So the same thing with, with math. Hey, I don't need to learn math. I can just do it on my phone. Then when the phones don't work yep. after your EMP, yep. no one will know how to do math. Now, or, uh, or, or make the call on your, well, you know, what do you going to have? You got a landline? Only, like, only the old numbers.
2: people and the prepared people will know. Right. I think homeschoolers like uh, will teach their children how to do like long
1: division by
2: hand on paper with right. a pen or pencil or whatever, right? Just to know how, you know what I mean. Right. I, I don't think public schools will go that far.
1: How to put water in the closed ho- heat, the closed yeah. heat system with the compost pile. That's I mean,
2: your, your job today. I mean, they already don't teach cursive, so in public schools now.
1: So how do you sign your name?
2: You know, I guess they got to teach them that, but like not as it like they, they don't make people write essays by hand oh, now in they cursive, do it on yeah. a computer or whatever. So like, you know, if you discover, if, if you're a kid who's in school now and all you learn of, about cursive is how to sign your name, right? Uh, if you find like an old letter in the attic from, you know, love letters from grandma to grandpa or yeah. something, you look at it, you're like, I can't read this crap.
1: <laughs> but I've also seen that if you, if you write something in cursive, and post it on Facebook. The AI can't figure it out. Nice. Yeah. yeah.
2: Ooh. Right. Ooh, I'm gonna have to do. We, cursive we might have on to. Do, we might <laughs> have to try that.
1: See what happens. I have to join the cursive cult. <laughs> you could curse in cursive. <laughs> the cursed cursive cult uh, on Facebook. Yeah. Try it out. See if see if you get banned.
2: <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's go to your calls and thoughts. We've got Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Oh, I just want
11: to say we were number one again in something. Oh, and that's, that's great. congratulations,
2: congratulations, congratulations! You're awesome. number one in it. something.
1: It's better than being number
2: two. Could you be well, any more vague?
11: Well, well, I'll show you what number we're number one in road rage fatalities. How about that? We have the most road rage related killings.
2: Wow!
0: Are you
11: excited?
2: Well, well, why are you <laughs> so well, mad at these people, Sarah? <laughs> Maybe they
1: deserve no. it. I don't
11: know. <laughs> no, I, Bad don't drivers. Have a gun. I don't I don't. Thrive. I don't drive. I don't drive, and I don't have a gun, so that leaves me out. But everybody else is driving and have a gun is is uh, have a road. So rage wait, wait, and wait,
2: wait. Road rage fatalities don't necessarily mean a gun was involved, right? They oh, drive yeah, you so, off
11: the road. So that's what they're talking about. That road rage, and they get mad, and they start shooting each other, and they wind up in debt. Yes, okay, so how I many, how many, not.
1: how many people per year in New Mexico are killed by road rage, road rage shootings?
11: Well, you know I mean? It was uh, since you're number one. Last year, but we we were number one. We beat it. I mean, so the, well, what's the number? I, I think you know what? I don't really. They announced it on TV. I didn't. Really and is it when it. you
2: say we? Do you mean the state of New Mexico? Do you mean Albuquerque?
11: State of New Mexico. Okay. State of New Mexico in the ranking, they killed, I mean, they killed like, um, something last, it was like really high this year so that we got the top cake. So.
1: <laughs> is that, now is that per capita per, for the amount of people right. that are in the, see, there's so many ways to skew right, uh, a statistic, right, right. you know, th- there might be, th- you know, y- New Mexico could have eight killings per year.
11: Well, you know what? I think it's per capita. It has to be. We were pretty high. They, they were always um, fighting and shooting each other while driving and all of this going on, but we taught, We made the top lit like, the number one. Huh. So Road, you know, Road ragers.
2: Do you know when this Road came rage out? Rage when did you learn about this? Huh? Was, it, was it this week?
11: It was announced, like, this week. The tallied it the whole year up, so it was announced, like, a couple of days ago.
1: It must be oh, for the fiscal year defined. of uh, 2023. <laughs> from, well, October, so just the,
2: from ConsumerAffairs.com, this is just a blurb at the top of my search. What state is number one in road rage? Several reports rank New Mexico as having the highest rate of road rage shooting victims at 6.16 per 1 million. So that's per capita. Uh, Memphis, yeah, Memphis Tennessee capita. has the highest rate of fatal car crashes related to aggressive driving. At an average of thirty per month as of 2023 on October 6th. Well,
1: that means a driver could kill themselves. That's true. Yeah.
11: Uh,
2: So six point. Are
11: they talking about uh like like running the other car over or something that involved in death? I think that's what they're not involving guns.
2: Okay, like I don't involving guns. I don't want to like you know road rage. I suffer from it from time to time. Uh, I, you know, uh, it, it it lives within me now. I've cured my road rage by moving out of the major
1: metropolitan area yes. known as
2: Seattle, Washington, to a, a small rural area. Of New Hampshire
1: and it just went the hell away. Right, but now you've got people who are driving really slow, and now you're enraged because they're <laughs> you're driving very slow. It does happen from time <laughs> to time.
2: But way less often. Right, right. Right. right and right. also not nearly as severe. I don't get that like yeah. Yeah. Right? my face doesn't get all red. I don't right, start right, right, right. yelling and flipping I'm people be a minute off. Late, and spittle coming out of my <laughs> mouth and whatever. But I do want to say I don't I don't want to diminish, you know, road rage or people dying from like this shouldn't happen. Right. Human beings should be adults and should be able to handle these situations much better. Part of it is the pro- part of the problem of course is the roads themselves uh are are nothing to uh you know be proud of. But six point one six people per million uh is what we call statistically insignificant. Sarah. Yeah
11: but we're still ranked number one. So that's why the we got the uh, gun ban for the parks and um, where the children are around, and our judge went for it.
2: Why would you make so, targets out of children at parks? Yeah, that seems so strange.
11: Mean, where, you know, our gun ban, it's still halfway enforced, because where the children are in parks or community center, where the children are there, it's still banned.
1: Oh, so criminals so, will see that sign and go, well, I shouldn't go in there with a gun.
11: Well, they could get arrested. They could get charged because we had, we got the governor's like a halfway governor's order, emergency order and effect. Okay, but
1: so everyone's searched before they go into the park for you guns. Know, but if they
11: get, if they if they get caught, they could be cited. I don't know okay, well, What would
1: they we- get caught? Caught shooting someone? The, oh, I didn't see the no, sign. It was I'm sorry.
11: stupid enough to wave it around threatening oh, people <laughs> and stuff like that, and somebody turns them in. They could, yeah, that people do that, you know. Here, All right. So, if,
2: so if a threat. criminal, if a criminal wanted to find an area full of easy targets where he knew everyone was unarmed, he would go to this park, right?
1: After after a road rage incident, probably. a yeah. park, hangout.
11: Yeah, I, guess, I mean, if, they, if he wants to get busted, I mean, and then people get, I mean, that's what he wants to do. He could get charged. So, so,
2: so, I mean, so, like, a whole bunch of kids could die because nobody else in the park is allowed to be armed, including their parents,
1: to fight back.
11: Well, I mean, it's more dangerous to have some idiot having a gun in the park or playground or community center or, or libraries where the children are allowed. That's more prominent danger than having a parent shooting somebody that had a gun, from my perspective.
2: I don't understand that. But
11: that's my point of view.
2: I don't understand that point of view. So an armed librarian
1: would not be good?
11: Well, I mean, isn't there a lot of... Um, they misfire and, and shoot themselves, all kinds of accidents that happen from owning a gun. Sometimes it goes off, not really shooting a person with a gun. I mean, I... I take that, I
2: mean, yeah. I'm, You've, you're, you're, you're yeah. a victim of the fear porn, Sarah, you're a victim yeah. of the fear porn. Yeah. Uh, plenty of people around the United States grow up uh, around guns, handling guns, uh, hunters, uh, you know, former military people, even former police, even current police, uh, all armed all the time. Uh, people with concealed carry permits, depending on the state, whether or not that's, uh, allowed. Uh, some states allow open carry. Uh, the majority of the time, uh, guns are completely safe. It's usually uh, the criminals uh, that uh, you know cause the problems. And so, when you uh, create these gun-free zones, what you really do is you put a target. On everybody who's within this gun free zone, for anybody who who's already a criminal, they don't care about the law. They don't care that the that the gun free zone exists. They don't care about anybody's safety within the park. They're looking for easy targets, and so they're going to find them because government has created these gun free
1: zones. Yeah, they're called soft targets. Yes. Well, I just
11: think we would have less road rate shootings. If people own less guns, I mean that's my perspective. They're, I mean they have to have have guns to be waving around and shooting people when they get mad. You know. How many
2: How many times but, have you seen? Uh, you know, when you're on, on the bus or walking down the road, how many times have you seen somebody waving around a gun?
11: Uh, you know something I've never had. You know what happens that one guy opens their car never and have. I see a gun inside the door. That's the only gun I've ever seen. Okay. Because I, I, you know, I just knew that he had a gun, uh, like that he could go go grab when he opened the door. That's the only gun in public that somebody owned in my whole life, and I was very scared.
2: So one time that, in you your whole, I mean? how old are you now, Sarah? Do you mind telling? You can, I'm, you can I'm cheat. I'm 54. Okay, so in 54, 54 years on planet Earth, you've only seen one, one gun, and nobody was really waving it around. You just saw it inside of a door of a car, right?
11: Right, right, that he could reach in and get it and at any time, and it wasn't pointed at somebody. Oh, you know something? No, you know what? I've seen the gun in action. I was walking down the street. Two guys were about to shoot at each other, and I was walking as fast as possible. I, that, I remember that incident. And it turns out they did wind up shooting each other. I don't know if they got hit or nothing, but that was on the news. Well, what but did you say to the them homies. to make him so angry? I have no idea what they were yelling and at each other about, well, I don't know, but, but okay. one we was waving around the gun, and the other one did point a gun, and the, uh, the one was telling him to shoot if you want to like, go ahead and shoot, go ahead and shoot, so uh, they did wind up shooting each other, but that was the only time I was hoping that I could dodge a bullet or well, something. It was,
1: well, it's a good thing you're not driving around, so we won't lose you to any road rage incidents.
2: Indeed. Hey, Sarah, thanks for the call tonight. Yeah. We appreciate you. <laughs>
1: Well, if you took everyone's money away there'd be no spending problems right and yeah, then you wouldn't have money to buy it right again. right <laughs> to, to just take money away so
2: I don't so I don't think people should have money
1: right just get rid of that there it's the be, root of all evil yeah, anyway right
2: there should be no trade at right. all you know just don't let people you know
1: <sighs>
2: it's the problem when folks outsource their responsibility right when it comes to personal security right right Sarah so depends on Someone else. Someone else, in this case, in her case, government, uh, right. for her security, for her protection. Right. And she doesn't even realize that they have no obligation.
1: Well, hey, Sarah, do you, you know why you should carry a gun? Because it's a lot lighter than carrying a police officer. That's a fact. That's a fact. Especially those that eat donuts.
2: <laughs> and and I have to wonder, maybe I didn't think of it till just now, or I would have asked her. I wonder, like, how she would have felt... And and she would have to, you know, own a gun and carry one in order to know how she she would feel. But I wonder how she would have felt in, in that situation where she described there were a couple of people, you know, sort of pointing guns at each other, and, you know, go, shoot me, man. Come on, I dare you, or whatever, right? I wonder if she would have felt uh, more secure having a gun on her at that time so she could defend herself if she found right. herself in the middle of their gunfight. Right.
1: Well, you wouldn't want to get involved. You'd want to get away. But No, if but they you'd want to be to, able to defend yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd feel a little bit better yeah. in that I situation. I i absolutely would yeah i probably wouldn't be in that situation but you never know you never know you don't finish know. up with the amish story yeah i mean that was pretty much it yeah guy okay. got shunned or whatever yeah. I, I i just saw so wanna... he's, so he's serving time now in the amish uh, stockade <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> with a with a phone beeping in his face
2: uh from a website <laughs> called studyfinds.org safest cities in america Washington, Los Angeles, and St. Louis fall to the bottom of the 2023 list. Wow,
1: they have a lot of gun-free zones
2: there. America's biggest and most famous cities have a safety problem, from crime to financial problems and the threat of natural disasters. A new they study finds they have to throw the natural disasters in there. Yeah. Like, come on! Really? A new study finds because it's called Study Finds. okay yeah. <laughs> many of the nation's <laughs> most populated metropolitan areas rank at the bottom of the list when it comes to public safety. Huh. So the police must be really doing their job if these cities fall at the bottom.
1: Bottom. What does that say about your police department?
2: Researchers from WalletHub compared 182 cities, including the 150 most populated U.S. cities, plus at least two of the most populated cities in each state. The team focused on three key dimensions, home and community safety, the risk of natural disasters, and financial safety. Using 41 different metrics in those three fields, the team created a 100-point scale, with a score of 100 representing the safest city possible overall, Nashua, New Hampshire, ranks as the safest city in America.
1: Numero uno. Hey, what is financial security? I don't know. Like people won't rob you.
2: Uh,
1: I got. I can keep my wallet. You, you like people just walking around wads of cash. You know, <laughs> financial like the holding government them out in front of them. Hey,
2: hey, Bill, how's yeah. it going? Oh, Good, Bob. You know, good yeah. to see you. Yeah, look at this wad of cash. I have. My taxes
1: are low. It's financial security. <laughs> I don't get taxed.
2: Uh, So anyway, Nashua, New Hampshire ranks as the safest city in America in 2023 with a total score of 86. Wow. Come on up and visit. The small city of roughly 91,000 people finished in the top 10 in both home and community safety and financial safety.
1: (laughs) Financial safety. Yeah. Low
2: taxes. (laughs) Rounding out the top five safest cities are Columbia, Maryland? Really? Columbia, Maryland. Wow. Uh, They're second. South Burlington, Vermont is third oh uh gilbert arizona is fourth and warwick rhode island is fifth wow wow Wawick. yeah that's safe you know, wow hockey kind of around the corner in Warwick. yeah columbia also ranks as the safest city in the country when it comes to home and community safety while south burlington ranks as the top location for financial safety financial safety i don't know what, what financial safety financial
1: is. safety
2: Is there a definition? Like your bank's not going to steal your money? I mean, like... The government's not going to steal your money? If you're looking to protect yourself from natural disasters, Dover, Delaware is the place to be. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Scroll down and see the full list. Okay, I'm scrolling down. Uh, Before we go there, big cities are falling fast. At the opposite end of the spectrum, many of America's most recognizable cities now rank as the least safe places to live. Finishing last, St. Louis, Missouri ranks near the bottom. Uh, the city of nearly three hundred thousand people did not even receive a gradable score for natural disaster risk. Did you find anything? No?
1: I've got I've got something. Uh what is the meaning of financial safety? Financial security is the ability to afford your expenses, live comfortably on your income, and save for the future. So it's cost of living, I think. Financial security is different than financial
2: safety. Uh, I mean just financials. in in words. I don't know if they're well, the, or not. the question
1: is what's the meaning of financial safety to financial security.
2: In, what's the meaning of financial safety regarding this particular study?
1: I think it's just a cost of living.
2: They don't clarify uh in this article.
1: Well, it says a big a big sign of financial security is having enough emergency <laughs> savings to cover yourself when times are tough. This
2: this this next paragraph <laughs> starts off saying despite Right. But I'm going to say because, because it's more accurate, because it's the home of the president, Congress, and countless government officials, Washington, D.C. finished in the bottom 10, (laughs) making it one of the country's least safe cities in 2023. The nation's capital had the third worst score for both home and community safety. And why does New Hampshire want to get out of the federal
1: government? Gee, I be You want to be sucked down into the swamp with those people? This is
2: what's coming, right? You look at D.C., this is what's coming for every big city. Right. Right, because monkey see, monkey do. What they do in D.C., (laughs) they emulate in other cities. The politicians get elected, and they go, what are they doing over here? Oh, look, we're going to do that. Meanwhile, Los Angeles finished one spot worse than Washington, (laughs) scoring 149th or worse in all three (laughs) survey categories. Other major cities with a safety problem and this isn't news, include New York City, Chicago, Houston, San Francisco, Seattle, Atlanta, and Philadelphia. Along with, those are all in, yeah, it seems yeah. like the bottom. The bottom of the bottom. You know, bottom yeah, bottom yeah. 20%. Right. Along with traffic deaths, assaults, hate crimes, rising unemployment, and the threat of extreme weather, ah. experts say there is another growing problem in America's most crowded cities. Ultimately, one of the biggest threats to public safety is our country's ongoing mental health crisis. Oh. Yeah, well, if yeah. you stop putting retarded people into office, that'd be a good start. <laughs> the well being of the public is not only threatened by increasing mental health emergencies, but also by our current inability to collectively face this threat as it develops. Blah,
1: blah, blah. Jeez. Uh, yeah. So, I'm I, I'm I'm curious about the financial security. That's yeah, I'm looking here. They don't they don't really They don't really expound on that.
2: Apparently, St. Louis is at the very bottom. They're 182 out of 182. Wow. So, St. Louis, Missouri, the least safe city in the United States. If you live in St. Louis, Missouri, GTFO, man. Wow. You know? Like, maybe that's your home. I don't know. But, like, you know, home is where you make it. It's not where you're born. Right. It's not where you grew up. Right? You might be get all nostalgic and teary about it because, oh, I'm going to leave
1: my home or whatever. But, like... If you're in St. Louis, I mean, if uh, you know in St. Louis, if if unless you like the chop suey in St. Louis, it's time to get out. If you can,
2: <laughs> the Louis and the chop suey, <laughs> the
1: chop suey in St. Louis.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, study finds uh, safest cities in America: Nashua, New Hampshire. Numero uno, number one,
1: number one with ninety-one thousand. Yeah. Well. It's It's not. It's not, And it's not even the biggest city in New Hampshire.
2: We've only got a couple of minutes left. This from the U.S. Sun. Lost and found. My car was stolen. No one could find it. Then I checked the parking ticket website, and <laughs> all the clues I needed were there. <laughs> a woman shared how she found her stolen car by looking up parking tickets on her city website. She and other residents have been left baffled by the fact their stolen cars were being ticketed, all while they had no idea... Where the vehicles were.
1: Wait, so her stolen car was ticketed? Or was Sto- it ticketed yes. and somebody then the steals cops the stole it. somebody steals the
2: car? Somebody steals the car. And they right. get a ticket. Drive around, leave it parked somewhere, get a ticket, right? Ah. Uh, drive it somewhere else, don't care about the ticket because right. they stole the car, right? You know, what <laughs> they do they right. care? Right. Right? So, so eventually this gets registered on the city's website. On her plate number or whatever. On her plate number yeah. or VIN number or whatever, right. both, you know. And then, of course, she's going to get charged for these tickets at some point, right? Somebody's <laughs> going to send a letter being like, hey, you need to, you know, pay this right. ticket or go to court or whatever, be a bench warrant if they ignore them. Right. Right. Uh, not, not
1: only do they steal your car, they park illegally and you get the ticket. Right. <laughs> yes. And
2: then they go, well, we're sorry, we... We don't really know how to locate your car. You know, they're the police. Right. They're but detectives, you still have to pay those tickets. They're police. They're detectives. Yeah, right. they're like, we don't know. How to, we have. We don't have the resources <laughs> yeah. to blah, 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 blah. She goes to the city website and goes, Oh, look, my car was over here. It's over here today. It was there four hours ago because I got right. three different tickets listed on your website. Why
1: don't you use your own resources to find my freaking car?
2: I'm sure is what they're thinking. <laughs> right. That's what I'd be thinking.
1: Well, we would do that, but you still have to pay those back fines.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Somebody will have to pay them. so... Uh, yes, more uh, amazing ineptitude when it comes to government. So we are out of time on this Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Thank you to Steve Classic for oh, joining me today. Oh, thank you. The dynamic duo yeah. doing the Sunday thing. Thank you to all our callers and, of course, all of our listeners. If you missed any part of the show, find the archives over at freetalklive.com or even better, become an amplifier. Thanks and peace.